This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, February 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Russian troops launched a wide-ranging attack on Ukraine on Thursday as President Vladimir Putin cast aside international condemnation and sanctions and warned other countries that any attempt to interfere would lead to consequences you have never seen. Hours later, Ukraine's president announced he is severing diplomatic relations with Russia. An advisor to Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky said 40 people were killed so far. Ukrainian border guards released footage of what they say were Russian military vehicles moving in and big explosions were heard in the capital. As the Russian military claimed to have wiped out uh, Ukraine's entire air defense in a matter of hours, Ukrainians fled some cities and European authorities declared Ukrainian airspace an active conflict zone. World leaders decried the start of the long-anticipated invasion and far-reaching consequences as global financial markets plunged and oil prices soared. President Joe Biden Biden pledged new sanctions to punish Russia for the aggression that the international community had expected for weeks but could not prevent through diplomacy. The president said he planned to speak to Americans on Thursday after a meeting of the group of seven leaders. More sanctions against Russia are expected to be announced today. Ben Salem police charged two men in connection with the brawl at the Golden Corral restaurant that happened in January. Hector Rios Rodriguez of Florida and Alexis Rios of Trenton, New Jersey faced charges of disorderly conduct. The broke out on January 28th at the chain restaurant in the 1400 block of Street Road. Talk about going from the macro to the micro here. Know, right? yeah, Seriously? Ukraine, Golden Corral. Golden, Golden Corral and Bucks County. <laughs> wow. Alexis Rios uh-huh. claims the fight started over a piece of steak. I grabbed a chair to defend myself, uh, he told 6ABC, and then sooner or later, there it was. Punches were getting thrown, chairs were getting thrown. It's the same situation in Ukraine. <laughs> it's mine. It's my steak. I, okay. So I have to tell you, I there was there was one time, and, and you know, just you saying this over over this piece of steak thing. There was one time where I was in line and I got so mad over a simple thing like this that it was almost pushed me to the level of really to do something physically. Do you remember what it was? I was in Atlantic City, and it was at one of these buffet sure things. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm standing there. I'm standing at a sign that says, you know, wait here for service. Right. But about six. Eight feet over is where the chef is actually cooking up. Right. I think it might have been a um, an omelet station or something. I don't remember what it was. I love but it was something they had, to, they had to put together. They had to whip together. And there's nobody in line but me. Everybody else right. is all sitting down. And these two older guys come over and they stand right in front of the chef dude. I'm standing at the sign. Where it says order. Wait right here. And they're going to get their order first. Now, listen, it's just two of us, okay? <laughs> it's just their order and my order. But it was the principle of the thing, mm-hmm. and the guy looks at me, and he's like, look, we're all going to get our food. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm getting it first. No. <laughs> and I was getting so boiled up and angry. It was, And, and this guy was not budging. Right, and, yeah. and I'm like, do I take it to the next level or not? I bit my tongue, and I <laughs> yeah. did not, and I regret it to this day. I should have kicked that ass. <laughs> You know what? I blame I blame the places though. Crap. But I blame the place. They they put an order here sign. Somebody should have been over there, or the chef behind them should have said no. He's also next. I the, agree. The response should have been, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you, uh, yeah, you, go you, ahead. you were there. Yeah. 
Uh, at no point. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I didn't see this. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. You go ahead. And you probably would have said, you might very well have said, nah, it's ahead. no problem. Yeah. That's what you say. You don't say we're all going to eat. But instead, I was looking for a hot pot of coffee that I could right, go yeah. and <laughs> douse it over this oh, a-hole's God. head so you could get third-degree burn. <laughs> all right, so Have what you seen this? John Wick? Oh, right. What, this yeah. is weird, though, because so police say that the pair are not charged in the fight, but they uh, say they refuse to comply with the invest- investigation and acted in a hazardous way after the fight dispersed. So they're they're being charged in connection with this, but like they're not actually being charged so, with so starting we, the, the, okay. the brawl. All right, so I guess. they don't constitute the flashpoint of the brawl. They <laughs> they were just participants in the brawl. Except that they commented that it was over a piece of steak. So oh, we did know that it was. It, there was a question about the line that was originally from the original story you're reporting. Right. There was a line and a point of contention on who was getting their steak first. Right. And because right. And then when we talked about it, people called in. They said like people will order. Right. And then they walk away and come back. And then and there's you know, a confusion. So, yeah, I confusion. agree with you though. Also about a place needs to be. They if, need if to. You're going to have that system. Yeah. You have to have yeah. clear signs. Totally. Order. Pick up here. I can't stand that. Like sometimes. You'll go to a deli counter at a, at a store or whatever. Yeah. Is this where I order? Exactly. Is this? Where, Let's make it yeah. clear. And, you know, it's happened to me before where where the person behind the counter will say, no, you know, they were next or, or whatever. Yes. And I appreciate that. I do, too. I always ask people surrounding. If I had gone, saw you standing there and I was one of these old yeah. pricks. Are you in line? I'm sorry. You waiting? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, was I always prick. do that. Yeah. I was at um, I was at the uh, in, in uh, Target and there's a Starbucks on. Right, like when you walk in, yeah. And uh, I was getting a holiday gift, and when I walked in, I the way it's set up, you can't tell if people are waiting or if they're in line. So I walked <laughs> right through the door and just got in yeah. line behind two people and stood there for like I was there for like a good like two minutes, and then finally someone was like, "Excuse me." There's actually a line, and I was. I hey, felt kid, so, the line ends here. But I felt so terrible. I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so sorry." And like the line went like through Holy the hell. store, and I was walked right in and got right in front. And I'm like, I felt so dumb. Like I wanted to crawl under a rock at that moment. It's the I'm worst like, when so you don't sorry. realize where the line is. Well, make it, make it more obvious. Yeah. My favorite are the places that like. One line feeds to multiple registers, and whoever is up next goes to the open register. But no one ever follows that. I, listen, I the, the Wawa in, in um, Wildwood sometimes, because it's a huge square of registers, sometimes there's one line that feeds to all of them, and that is the best way. But then one person. Yeah, yeah. Goes all over. You know where I saw one person that brilliantly case? What's that? DSW. Yeah. During the holidays, they had some, like a line coordinator there uh-huh. who was like, bum, 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 go, bum. go, go, Everything go. was going. Yeah. I, I like, I would have just gone in there to buy shoes, you know, not yeah. even needing them but here's because the it was so efficient. If you walk into a store and you see a gigantic line and then one register's open, thanks to yourself, hang on a second, am yeah. I just the lucky person <laughs> that's going to walk up to this like- open re- <laughs> register? Or... Is everybody in one line feeding to all the registers? Just think for a second. By the Are way, you, yeah. I'd like to point out we spent ten times the amount of time yeah, talking the, about this, standing in line rather than the war breaking because out. Because we Ukraine. all agree on what's going on in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> so no serious injuries were reported in this incident that happened at the Golden Corral, but two people were arrested in connection with it. Can I make one more comment? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Steve, I've never heard of a line coordinator, and I think that that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. 
It's I don't a legitimate know why. job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know why more places don't have that. Well, they because... have it at the airport. Okay, all right. That's yeah. that's great. Yeah. Uh, and it would but solve uh, so many of these problems. A retail application. A yes, maybe a war. You know? <laughs> this, this, this line is for steak. <laughs> this line is for borscht. Yeah. No, no, you can't. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. <laughs> all right. Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Two workers were rescued from a trench collapse at a home construction project Monday afternoon in Montgomery County. Firefighters from the Lower Marion township fire department were called to mount pleasant road at 12 p.m and found men buried up to their chest Ooh. in a 10-foot trench they had Chief Chaz McGarvey says uh, that one of the men started to lose consciousness due to the pressure on his chest from the dirt and the mud. Firefighters freed the workers and both are expected to recover. Uh, the chief said the trench did not have the proper support in place to prevent a collapse, which could be a violation of worker safety rules. Ronald Smith Excavation of Downingtown, the company in charge of the digging, has not yet commented. A spokesperson for OSHA said the federal agency will investigate the trench collapse. There was a story of a... Uh trench collapse you had a couple months ago and then the guy died in it. Do you remember that? Oh, I yeah, yeah. Most I mean, often it, it happens that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You very rarely have people that, that survive that type It's like, thing, like a 14 so. foot trench yeah. yeah, and it collapsed. Thankfully I mean, this guy's head, their, their heads were above. Their heads were above. Yeah, I mean buried to their chest, that's scary and it's they're like, not able to yeah. move and oh. When people are trapped in avalanches it has that same, it, it sort of becomes like concrete and like yep. you're yeah. trapped. Yeah, pushes mm-hmm. on you. Yeah, so fortunately they're both okay. Alright, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Flyers and the Sixers were both off last night. The Sixers are still on their no, they're still on their All Star break. But we'll turn to the court tomorrow night with the game in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. The Flyers, who have lost six games in a row and 19 of their last 21, are off until Saturday afternoon when they'll host the Washington Capitals. Major League Baseball will begin canceling regular season games if the league and the MLB Players Association can come to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement by Monday. The games would not be made up, and players would not be paid full seasons salaries. It's the first time the league publicly said it would shorten the season if a new deal isn't reached by the deadline. The league first gave the players the deadline two weeks ago and reiterated it to them yesterday. Opening day is scheduled for March 31st, but that date is becoming less and less likely. And Tom Brady is headed to the silver screen in one of his first major moves since announcing his retirement earlier this month. The former Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New England Patriots quarterback will play himself in 80 for Brady, a football-themed road trip movie set to begin production in spring, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Brady will also produce the film, which will star Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field as four women who travel to see Brady play in Super Bowl 51. In March of 2020, Brady launched 199 Productions, which will help him uh, make the film along with Paramount Pictures and Endeavor content. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We got a full boat today, friends. We have a lot of things going on, stuff to win, things to talk about, and people to talk to. Yes. Speaking of the people talking to, we're going to chat with our buddy Bob Kelly from Fox 29, and he's got a new show called Kelly Drive. <laughs> that's an appropriate name. On Fox 29. So we'll check in with him and find out what that is all about. Very excited about the fact that we are going to have Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria, a band I'll admittedly that I do not know a whole lot about. Uh, was digging around last night, and you know what? I really like these guys a lot. I am familiar with a couple of songs, and that's about it. 
but the depth of their music and their fandom is very rich. And I want to uh, I want to see what uh, Claudio has to say. I agree morning. with you. So I always sort of respected, and I knew that they had a really uh, big fan base. Uh, but uh, again, we, we, you know, the, the song that we're playing, I really dig, and I dig a lot of the other stuff. So maybe it's time to take a deeper dive. So we'll talk to Claudio around nine o'clock this morning, and uh, we're going to have a gentleman named Ben Berman on. Ben is uh, we we spoke to him. Was it last year or maybe it was the year before? It began fairly early on in COVID, but he had this, uh, he's a pizza guy, and he would uh, give pizza, he would make these special to order pizzas, and he would uh, drop them down from his window. So this is the benevolent Ben Berman. People down below, yeah. that's yeah. the one. Yes, he's the big boy, uh, Ben Berman. Uh, and uh, he is, Ben's pizza business has developed uh, this relationship with Phil Abundance. So cool. they have this cool thing. Uh, that he's going to talk about this morning. So it's kind of a follow-up. So we'll do that a little bit later on. Now, entertainment uh, report is coming up. I have uh, I have your standards. I have, unfortunately, a couple of people that died. I have some people break up. I have a very rare couple getting back together what? story, oh, which I was very happy to see. And I'm delighted to share it with you. So we'll get to that and a few other things when we return. So make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's ask a stupid question, and let's give something away. As far as a prize goes, we have a pair of tickets for the Philly Pops Presents Pops Rocks Let It Be, March 11th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. Question that I have for you is, in 1948, Martin Luther King Jr. completed his degree in which subject from Morehouse College? 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer to that? Let's find out. 1948, uh, MLK completed his degree in which subject from Morehouse College. Call now. We'll go through some birthdays today. I got a few of them to mention. Today being Thursday, February twenty fourth. Uh, we'll start with actor uh, Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Oh, who was uh, Chris in Get Out? Breakout role for him. Excellent. Yep. Uh, he was in the Black Panther uh, film, and uh, still is. He's got a long list of things coming up down the road too. Very talented actor. He is very good. Uh, and. Get Out, still one of those movies. I was like, uh, yeah, dude. Um, Came out of nowhere. So, uh, it was at Key and Peele. She's uh, in Crackers. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Yeah. yeah, he's the one who did that one. He's got another one coming out. Okay. Uh, what? She's, She's in Crackers to you. Well, what do you want me to say? You want me to take the Lord's name in vain there, Preston? Jeepers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeepers. I'll say it for uh, you. Yeah, it looks very good. Cases, again, another one of those high concept <laughs> Sort of black mirror type, yeah, you know. But the trailer is one of those things. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'm going to go see this. He's yeah. 33 today. Uh, Barry Bostwick, uh, I remember him. He was Brad in Rocky Horror Picture Show. All the way back to that. Keepers Creepers. He's good. <laughs> yeah, Spin City. <laughs> Down. Uh, he turns uh, 77 uh, years old. I think on every time we have his birthday mentioned, I mention a uh, little known movie called Megaforce. Yes, <laughs> you remember that, right? I, but I would have to. I just remember. 
remember like the movie poster, oh, but I don't remember it's the so movie. Wonderfully bad, but okay. he's he's always been consistently good. Uh, Seventy-seven <laughs> today, uh, Edward. Yes, uh, no, there's the, the tagline for Megaforce is there has never been a superhero. Like Ace Hunter. Okay. Uh, Edward James almost. That's there why we go. had the Miami yeah, Vice right. music coming in. Uh, stand and Deliver. Uh, just a great actor. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. He's Commander right. Adama. Adama. Yeah. yeah and, and he I, was superb. I got to watch that. I hear nothing but great things. Uh, he is 75 today. Uh, Paula Zahn, the CNN anchor, is celebrating her 66th birthday today. She she was one of the uh, I think we interviewed her didn't she and they 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 kind of so. positioned her as the uh, the looker and kind of sold her on that without really paying much attention to her journalistic cred which is substantial right uh, then you have uh, speaking of a looker Billy Zane good looking gentleman he is uh, so he makes he he is self deprecating which I like oh yeah definitely especially like in Zoolander uh, Titanic obviously a big turn in that I love him in Tombstone as the actor. The thespian. He's yeah. fantastic. Yep. And you know what he's really good in? The MacGruber's TV series. Oh, really? On uh, Peacock. He's the bad guy. All right. Yeah. Uh, he is 56 today. Um, uh, Dominic Chinna. How do you say his name? Chinese. Chinese. Thank you. Yeah. Uncle Junior. Chinachetti. Chinachetti. <laughs> wow, he's 91 years They're old today. Fully trained opera singer. He's a beautiful voice. And no they, kidding. Yeah, he has toured as a, uh, I forget if he's a mezzo-soprano. Wow. Um, but anyway, he has a beautiful voice. He's also in, Co- uh, in Cambria, right? I, I did, did not know that. that. He's backup one, singer. Backup singer in that band. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Dominic Chinachetti, uh, 91 today. <laughs> uh, and then the last birthday I saw is actress Deborah Jo Rupp. Uh, I love her. She is the mom on that 70s show. Yep. Uh, WandaVision. In WandaVision, she popped up. I'm like, oh, my God, I was so happy to see her She's there. great. And uh, you know what I love her in, too? Always playing a mom character yeah. is in uh, She's Out of My League. Uh, she plays the mom in that one as well. But she's she is just cute. Yeah. yeah. She's just adorable, yep. man. And this, the voice is a big sell, too, the squeaky voice. So she is uh, 71 years old today. Happy birthday to everybody turning a year older today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning in 1948. Martin Luther King Jr. completed his degree uh, in which subject for Morehouse College? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we will go to Ruben for the answer. Hey, Ruben, good morning. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> is it early? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ruben, <laughs> Ruben, what subject did he graduate with? Uh, got a degree. Uh, bachelor of Arts in Sociology. Sociology is yeah. correct, yes. <laughs> You got it. Hang on a second, my man. We'll take care of you, and we're going to give you a pair of tickets uh, for the Philly Pops Presents Pops Rocks. Let it be on March 11th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus, and the Fab Four's Greatest Hits will be performed live with the full orchestra. More information and tickets for the March 11th through the 13th shows at phillypops.org slash let it be. We should designate a day where whenever you encounter someone or see somebody that you want to get their attention, that that should be the way you can't. You who day. You who day. I love yeah. it. And we could we could actually hand out you who drinks. <laughs> right. I know Nick doesn't like them, but <laughs> right. it doesn't matter. I'll take this too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, listen, I have a lot uh, of stuff to, to get to. So we'll begin with this. Charlize Theron and her co-star Tom Hardy apparently clashed really hard while filming 2015's Mad Max Fury Road. Journalist Kyle Buchanan's book called Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, The Wild and True Story of Mad Max Fury Road, details the strained relationship between the two. It got so bad at one point, Theron requested protection from Hardy on set. I remember hearing these stories 
all throughout the production of the movie that they did not like each other. Yeah, it got pretty intense. Theron claimed in the book that her co-star was often late to set, including one day when he arrived over three hours after his 8 a.m. call time. Uh, Mark uh, Golnick, a camera operator on the movie, said that Theron arrived on at a set on time and remained ready to shoot until Hardy showed up. He said she was really going to make a point. She said she didn't. Uh, she didn't go to the bathroom. She didn't do anything. She just sat in what they called the war rig from that movie. I hope you'll excuse me. I was waiting in the wrong line at Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> Upon Hardy's arrival, Theron said to him, how disrespectful are you? Before suggesting the producers should fine him. And she said, fine that effing C. $100,000 for every minute that he's held up his crew. Because he was... Showing up late regularly. All the time. And All this the time, time. she decided she's to, to kind of stand her ground and, and just wait and wait and wait it out. So that's, first off, you're causing the production tons of money. Yeah. It is, that doing stuff like that is a massive slap in the face to your coworkers. So after she made that statement out, li- out loud, Hardy then allegedly charged up to her and asked her, what did you say to me? And at that point, uh, the camera operator said that Hardy seemed quite aggressive and that Theron really felt threatened. And he added that was the turning point because then she said, I want someone as protection. Uh, Theron detailed the experience in the book saying it got to a place where it was kind of out of hand. And there was a sense that maybe sending a woman producer down could maybe equalize some of it because I didn't feel safe. She added, I didn't want to make excuses for bad behavior. But it was a tough shoot, and now I have a very clear perspective on what went down. I don't think I had that clarity when we were making the movie. I was in survival mode, and I was really scared essless. You know, I think part of this, and, and they haven't, they didn't spell it out, but this is a Mad Max movie, and I think her character of Furiosa was the more prominent character, and it was she was a really cool character, and maybe that was grading on Tom Hardy. Mm. It doesn't. You know, discount his, yeah, don't Don't take take the part, part. yeah. Yeah. Hardy admitted in the book, and she was a much bigger star than him, Yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so anyhow, uh, Hardy admitted in the book that he was, quote, in over my head in many ways while filming the movie. He said the pressure on both of us was overwhelming at times. What she needed was a better, perhaps more experienced partner in me, and that's something that can't be faked. I'd like to think that now that I'm older and uglier, I could rise to the occasion. Um, so it go, the story goes on for a while, but uh, like even Nicholas Holt, who was in the movie, yeah. uh, said in the book that working with the two actors was similar to being on your summer holidays and the adults in the front of the car are arguing. Oh. You just kind of sit back and shut up and watch it. Why happen. do I have a feeling that Charlize Theron could kick his ass? Because huh? mm-hmm. she towers over him. Well, so I, I, don't, I don't know her, uh, but I feel like I do. And I feel like she is like, if we went to college together... We would be great friends. She's always like, saying that. Yeah, no, no, no. That, but because we're kind of the same age, and that's the way I look at it. She just, to me, seems like somebody who is no nonsense, but also is a lot of fun. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I think I do. Yeah, and I like Tom Hardy a lot. But I, I this clearly, from what a lot of people were saying, he was a a, a dick on yeah. the set, and yeah. and he acted improperly. Yeah, I think he at some point, I he should probably give her a, a, an apology. Yeah, a legit apology. Hope he's learned from it. Uh, TMZ is reporting that Jennifer Lawrence is a mom. Oh, According hey. to the outlet, public records show that the Hunger Games star gave birth in L.A. County, but the gender of the child and the exact date of birth have not been revealed. Uh, the news comes five months after people broke the news of the 31-year-old actress's pregnancy last September. Uh, not the first child for both Lawrence and her husband, uh, Kuki Maroney. 
uh, the couple had tied the knot in October of 2019 in Rhode Island. Or, I'm sorry, it is the first child for both of them. I was is like, is Cook Maroney an art dealer, or what's his story? Is, I have no idea. Is he in entertainment at all? I don't think so, right? No, I don't think so either. Huh. Yeah, I don't think he's in entertainment, but he might is. He might have his hands in the art world. Yeah. I have no idea. I wonder where he came from. He'll always be cookie to me. <laughs> Uh, the husband of Rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins told Hold a Copy that she was angered by Alec Ball that he was angered by Alec Baldwin's ABC interview with George Stephanopoulos last year. I uh, said in an interview that uh, the idea that the person holding the gun was causing it to discharge is not responsible is absurd to me. We have a clip of that. I we think? do. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. In case if you could roll yeah. that here. Right Watching now. him, I just felt so angry. I was just so angry to see him talk about her death so publicly in such a detailed way, and then to not accept any responsibility after having just described killing her. The idea that the person holding the gun, causing it to discharge, is not responsible is absurd to me. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, Baldwin told Stephanopoulos in December that uh, he never pulled the trigger on the gun that pull- killed her. Uh, it was unlikely he'd ever face criminal charges. I can understand not wanting to see that interview for sure. No, in fact, yeah. uh, Baldwin's own lawyers didn't want to see that interview, yeah. but he did it anyway. Yep. All right, so this is rare. Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor are back together after separating nearly five years. Yay! She's from the area. You know that, right? She She's is. from the Lehigh Valley. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, so my, my buddy is, uh, his, like, parents are friends with her parents, and, like, he grew up with her. And, no kidding. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Think we can get an interview that way? You have a lot of great contacts. Yeah, I nobody... mean that's it's pretty far. Oh, I'll ask him. You know, uh, offer him, offer him. Well, I think we have Scorpion King three uh, on the Blu-ray. Four. All it's right. not three. Uh, well, then the deal's off. Yeah. Uh, ben, by the way, revealed to Esquire that they rekindled their marriage after he moved back in with his ex at the start of the pandemic in order to spend time with their kids. And he told the outlet, it's been really wonderful for all of us. I didn't like that they split. He I said didn't. unexpected, and one of the things that came out of the pandemic. Oh. So. That is a very rare thing. The two announced their separation in May 2017. Yep. They've been married for 17 years. I'm glad to see this. Called it quits. This uh, this little cohabitation came back for the kids, and now it looks like they're... Co- I'm very happy. Is anybody that. watching um, Stiller's new series about the uh, they can actually, in your mind, separate your work life from oh, your... severance. Yet. Right. No, I have yeah. not. And uh, I, it's one that's on the it list. It looks interesting. Yeah. Nick, Nick Murphy was raving about it. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's got great people in it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to dive into that. All right. A new short documentary, an expose published by Vanity Fair, accuses Jerry Lewis... Of sexual harassment and assault. Uh, the interviews with actresses such as Karen Sharp and Hope Holiday were conducted by Kirby Dick and Amy Ziering, uh, the duo who tackled Mia Farrow's allegations against uh, Woody Allen in the documentary series Allen vs. Farrow, uh, and the directors of the Oscar nominated The Hunting Ground. Um, Part of the new documentary, Kaflavin? That's the one. <laughs> no, Sharp met the actor during his uh, commercial Zenith. And she was cast as Lewis's love interest in the 1964 comedy, The Disorderly Orderly. And the actress said that she was being fitted for costumes in Lewis's office when he ordered everyone but her out of the room. He allegedly started moving in on me, she said. He grabbed me. He began to fondle me. He unzipped his pants. Quite frankly, I was dumbstruck. She said, I put my hand up and I said, wait a minute. I don't know if this is a requirement for your leading ladies, but this is something that I don't do. She said, I could see that he was furious. I got the feeling that uh, that never really happened to him. 
Uh, Sharp could not quit the film because she had already signed a contract, and when she returned to the set days later, the entire crew was asked not to speak to her except the director and assistant director. Uh, the actress said Lewis uh, also mandated he not rehearse with her. The comedian also uh, did not interact with her or acknowledge her unless that they were on camera together for a scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, I'm listening. Lewis's past is all dotted with oh, stuff. Yeah. I, I, I don't doubt it. Neither do I. Yeah. Hope Holiday, another one, was uh, fresh off a uh, breakthrough role in Billy Wilder's The Apartment when she was cast in Lewis's 1961 movie, The Ladies' Man. And on the first day of work, Holly said Lewis invited her into his dressing room and pressed uh. a button that locked the door shut. She said, then he starts to talk to me. He said, uh, you know, you could be very attractive, but you wear pants all the time, and I've never seen you in a skirt. You have nice legs, and you've got great boobs. <laughs> then, she says, he starts to talk to me about sex. He starts to talk dirty to me, uh. and as he's talking, the pants open, and she says, and the ugly thing came out. <laughs> And he started to spank uh, it in on. front what of her. What the hell is wrong with you? She said, I was frightened. I just sat there and I wanted to leave so badly. So there's a full... Uh, I don't even want, Listen. It's a short documentary and it's on Vanity Fair's website. Yeah, I, I think I want to check it out. I love Jerry Lewis's stuff. I've always loved Jerry. But I've always known that there is... I, I've read... You know, stories about him. He disowned him. his own children. Yeah. Like, they, he, he was the the ultimate neglected neglecting father. And then on the other side, they're watching him neglect yeah. the kids, and he's doing all of this for muscular dystrophy. The MDA stuff, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's it's a double-edged Tough story, man. Wow. Uh, Cheryl Burke, the dancer, and Matthew Lawrence are going their separate ways. Oh! After nearly three years of marriage. You raise our hearts oh, wow. up to the heavens yeah. I know. with the Ben Stiller story, and now we crash down to earth. Bring me back to reality here, gang. Uh, Burke filed for divorce from the Boy Meets World actor at a Los Angeles courthouse on February 18th. Kristen, and- will the Lawrence boys ever find true love? Uh, some. Uh, well, what's Joey's story? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, irreconcilable differences was Whoa. the reason. Uh, the filing also indicates that she is not seeking any spousal support from Lawrence and that the couple has a prenuptial agreement in place, which was established ahead of their wedding in May of 2019. Very well, sad. Well, the split seems like a surprise to many. A source tells E.T. that the couple had been having issues for a while. Did, did, they, did they have issues for a long time? Did you see any signs? So, yes, a source said that it was a long time coming. Like yeah, Earth time or block top time? That be- <laughs> it's got to be Earth time, right? I think it was Earth time. Okay. All right. Uh, Cheryl and Matthew have been having issues for a while. Cheryl, the, the source told E.T. that Cheryl has been uh, leaning on her close girlfriends and trying to stay busy and go out and spend time with loved ones. Uh, so, yeah, apparently it's... Very a, sad. Yeah, it's sad. I'm sorry, E.T. I e. know you had, sad. You had uh, great hopes for those two. Uh, Pete Davidson has deleted his Instagram account again. Okay. He Why does it have one? First and last post to the PMD account on Wednesday before going dark. Uh, the video captured by a fan account showed a scene from his forthcoming film, The Home... And included the caption, they're letting me add my own dialogue to the home. That, so he, he, that's it. That, that was okay. his only post on that story, on that, on that, uh... Would you say Twitter or Instagram? On Instagram. Okay. And so he's gotten rid of it. And wasn't the story that Kanye was following him, stalking him on Instagram? Yeah, I guess so. Trying to exert some... 
pressure on him? Well, here's a nice one. You, you know, I brought you down. I'll bring it back. Right. Um, Anthony, to the heavens. Anthony Edwards and actress Mare Winningham uh, were secretly married last year. What? Uh, during a recent interview with Esquire, Edwards revealed Man. that the couple eloped in an intimate ceremony with just the two of them and uh, an old friend to officiate. I like her and I like him. I had to remind myself who she was. So yeah. in uh, Turner and Hooch, Casey, she's the female lead. She's the, the vet. I don't remember that one. You don't remember that one? No, because they killed the dog at the end. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm more of a canine guy. So you don't remember the movie? Mm, okay. I don't remember the female. He blocked lead. it out. Yeah. Uh, she was also in Saint Elmo's Fire uh, as I'm well. I'm looking at her She's... now. I know who she is. She's also in. Um, uh, oh man. Oh god. The Outsider. Is that what it is on uh, the the HBO movie? Uh, the Stephen the King film. It was an HBO Stephen King movie. She usually plays or... the, the plain girl. She was the wife of one of the, yeah. the, the police captains. I, I think you're right. Yeah, you say plain, but like I, I don't know. I, it's Casey attractive to me. I think no, she's, yeah. no, she, but I mean yeah. by Hollywood standards, like insane almost fire. Sure, sure, right? sure, sure, sure. Yeah, she, she was a plain girl. Yeah. Yep, very much so. Uh, <laughs> who pined for Rob Lowe and Winningham, uh, both of whom starved in uh, started a Miracle Mile in 1986, began dating in 2020 when they were both living in New York City. So they got married. So that's cool. Charlie Sheen is reportedly working on a TV pilot written and produced by Entourage creator Doug Ellen. Duh. Uh, sources told Page Six great. that the show began shooting in Los Angeles on Wednesday and will even feature a cameo from the actor's father, Martin Sheen. Uh, the project also features you, Danny. Uh, Entourage alums Kevin Connolly and Kevin Dillon as well. That Charlie Sheen. That could be an interesting cast, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I'm sure you saw uh, The Amazing Jonathan passed away. I know. Oh, I love The Amazing Jonathan. I am not that familiar with him. Yes. It's uh, it's wild to watch his, his shtick now as opposed to, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. I was like, okay, the little of this stuff is outdated in the sense that uh, socially un- unacceptable right. humor. Um, but I did watch the documentary on him, and, and I mean, he's been dying for a long time, man. Yeah. yeah. And just smoking meth because he's like, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I shouldn't be here. I should have been dead like three years ago. Yeah, he had uh, he had a heart disease uh, problem, and that eventually is what took him. His widow, Anastasia, confirmed his death to the Las Vegas Review Journal just before midnight. He was 63 years old. Yeah, the documentary on him is it's really good. And another person I'm not familiar with, a comedian and dancer, Donnie Davis. He was a comedian and dancer for Britney Spears' Las Vegas residency in 2013 and a frequent guest on Chelsea Lately. Donnie Davis, I'm not familiar with. He passed away on Tuesday at the age of 43. He was found dead inside his room at uh, Las Vegas' Resorts World Hotel. Uh, No cause of death was uh, disclosed pending an investigation. So, yeah, I'm not familiar with him. Uh, Andrew Garfield, I know him very well, is taking on the role of Detective Pyre. In the FX miniseries Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, that's a great book. It is? Yeah, John Krakauer uh, wrote it, and uh, that's the same guy that wrote uh, a lot of other great books. None of which are coming. Air, is that him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's basically it's about um, the FLDS people in uh, Southern Utah, Northern Arizona. Ah. Uh, polygamists. Um, uh, Warren Jeffs is one of these guys, and they are 
they're cult leaders who uh, subjugate women, and, oh, yeah. and it's, it's real, and they they operate kind of off the grid or had for a long time. It's like a polygamous mafia. Yeah, and the, and then the uh, the feds invade, invaded a few years ago. But it's a really fascinating and also terrifying book, and uh, and I've heard really good things about this uh, movie that's coming out. All right. So uh, according to the network's description, by the way, Detective Pyers, who uh, Andrew is playing, uh, he, Pyre is a Latter Day Saints elder who is committed to his church and family, but begins to question some of the church's teachings. Through his contact with a suspected murderer. And he's made an interesting aesthetic call on this. He will be wearing his Spider-Man outfit. Ooh, oh, yeah. Great. That is interesting. Uh, so, yeah. And it was, uh, like uh, Nick said, it was off of a book in 2003 from John Krakauer. Detailed the 1984 murder of Brenda Lafferty and her infant daughter, Erica, at the hands of brothers-in-law Ron and Dan Lafferty. Garfield is is really good. Did you watch him in the Tammy Faye movie, Preston? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah, yes. he's he's great. Yeah, he's excellent. And uh, uh, and Tick Tick Boom is fantastic. He's wonderful in that too. All right, and the last story I have here: uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is bidding a fond and bittersweet farewell to Laurie Strode in the new trilogy of Halloween movies. Goodbye. Sixty-three-year-old actress has completed her final cut. As Laurie in the latest franchise announcing on Instagram Tuesday that she had wrapped filming on the upcoming Halloween ends. And she captioned a black and white photo gallery seemingly taken from the film set in the new trilogy. It said a bittersweet end for me on the Halloween movies. They showed her cutting the final scene of the movie where she and Michael Myers dance for bandstand at the school. Oh, And okay. uh, it's amazing. She said, I've uh, made great friends and have collaborated with wonderful artists on these three movies. And today, my part in the film has been completed uh, with an end of the trilogy, of me for this trilogy. So they did this thing where they had Halloween 1 and Halloween 2, and then they had a whole series of Halloween movies. And then yes. Rob Zombie did his Halloween movies. The last one, well, the last one was Halloween Kills, and the one right before that totally ignored everything that was between Halloween 1 and 2 and okay. the current movie. So so now that now they move on to after Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends is the final right. one, and that is it. As and far as she is concerned now, do you think they'll resurrect it a few years down well. the road? Yeah. yeah. To Halloween, to Halloween-y. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that one I do. That's going to be a cool one. Now, the, um, the last one... I don't want to give. I don't want to give too much away. But sometimes you root for certain characters to survive, and when you um, tamper with that, like what they did with Ripley after she managed to elude the, the 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 mother alien and aliens and got out off the planet, and then they like stop screwing with the you know these people. It's 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 a to me it's lazy writing. If you be, set up an iconic hero, mm-hmm. don't kill him. Right. All right, we're I ready. Like it. We're ready for uh, clips now. In the heart-wrenching film Cyrano, a soldier believes himself to be deformed and cannot tell the woman he loves how he feels. And in this clip, Peter Dinklage talks about branching out of his comfort zone in this musical adaptation. You go flat, you go flat, everybody knows it. Uh, No, it's terribly nerve-wracking, but you're surrounded by really great musicians and really great singers, and they make you feel better. And I like a mix of voices. It doesn't have to be perfect. The greatest singers aren't necessarily... Opera singers, they just have soul. I think all you need is a little love. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was a musical. I had no idea. No. Uh, Cyrano opens in theaters tomorrow. I love the story of Cyrano. It's, it's great. It's excellent. So what I'm a resonant voice he has, right? He does, yeah, big time. Next clip. 
Free Guy follows a bank teller who discovers that he is a non-player character in a video game and saves his friends from being deleted. And here Ryan Reynolds explains that the movie is about more than video games. It's about the journey of self-discovery and confidence. And I like the idea of people stepping out of the shadows and in, into their light and into their power and, and taking, you know, some agency in their own outcomes. Um, and that's really what this is about. And we're smuggling all of this into a video game premise, so to speak. But the movie really isn't a video game movie. Yeah! Uh, it's been out for a while. It has. Yeah. Uh, but it says it will be released on Disney Plus and HBO Max tomorrow. Oh, I already watched it. So did I. It was on, yeah. what was on A while Netflix? ago, like a m- month or two ago. Yes. Um, more. <laughs> I, I, yeah. What's it's, going you know, on let's, here? Let's see if it was actually released in uh, on February 25th, 2021. Like four, four months ago. Yeah, I don't know why this uh, clip. This, it's crazy. We have a service that sends us these clips, and so, you know. No question. Uh, but maybe it was on just one of the streaming services because now it's on both Disney Plus and That's HBO it. Max. It, well, your was... next clip is James Whale talking about directing the original Frankenstein. Ah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't on HBO Max. I mean, um, it wasn't on Disney Plus before. Okay. So maybe that's the new I don't like this. here. Yeah. So now it's on multiple platforms? Yeah. Which is also rare. Yeah. Disney Plus and HBO Max. Well, let's stop and think about it. When movies were released, they released straight to the theaters, yeah. and then they would be uh, available across all services. Right. So HBO Max is not necessarily, like, it, Disney is the is the house that, that, you know, produces these films, right? HBO Max is just, it's HBO. So if it ends up on HBO Max, it's because they finally got the rights to it to yeah. air it. Or Makes whatever. sense. Do you guys ever have an issue with, because uh, this happened to me over the weekend, uh, where you, <laughs> uh, you want to watch something, you've heard that something has been released, you just don't know what streaming platform it is. Oh, on. yeah. And then you go and do the search. And it doesn't come And you on. can't find an immediate <laughs> yeah. answer as to where you can exactly find it. Because we were going to watch The King's Man. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So, oh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it says here it's on Netflix. You go, no, it's not on Netflix. It's All right, not. it says here it's on Hulu. No, it's, not, it's on Disney+. Plus. Right. Dude, we had to search around forever before I eventually found it. It's HBO it. Max. Yeah. Yeah, so um, a lot of times... If where were you when I needed you the I, other You should have just called man. me. Well, I felt the same way with uh, Righteous Gemstones. Uh, yeah. For some reason, when I do, on my Roku, when I do a search on the Roku home channel, it will not tell me when something is on HBO Max. It'll tell me where wherever else I can find it, but mm-hmm. HBO Max, for some reason, does not A lot show of times they'll give you they'll, services that it has been on mm-hmm. and is no longer on. Marissa? I just want to take the blame for this uh, free, free, guy, guy? free guy clip mix. Uh, so peel back the curtain a little bit. Our interns actually write the clips for us every day. So our college interns that have been about two weeks, three weeks working on us, so um, I edit them. And the line that our intern had given us said, now released on Disney Disney Plus on HBO and HBO Max Friday. Ah. So it said now released on Friday. So I chose one and I went with the wrong one. Okay. Now released. <laughs> the, the, so she's what she had written was it's now released on. So it's available now. It is available now. So it's available. But now. it was available a while back. But on but she, on Disney Plus is brand new. Yeah. Well, the, the story here available. is that it's just yes. as available. Okay. So yeah. just you, as available. It's available er. Available er <laughs> now on HBO Max. All right. Glad we got that all cleared up, right? We're good. Clear. All right. We have a lot to get to. We're going to take a break. We have a bunch of people joining us, including Claudio Sanchez of Coheed and Cambria. Uh, we're also going to talk to our buddy Bob Kelly from Fox 29. A few other things, too. So we'll take a break and come back with it all. Hang in there. Being an MMO.
Miramar VIP has its perks. Click contests at mom to enter for tickets for this week's featured concerts before they go on sale. Dave Matthews Band July 15th and 16th and Coheed and Cambria on July 27th. If you're not an MMR VIP, you can sign up now on our website. It takes less than two minutes and it'll make you feel superior to all your friends. I'd say let's open for business. The general store is now open. Come on in, y'all, because we got a lot of fine things on our... Time to head over to the general store. There's proprietor Preston Elliott at the door, waving yarn in. He's wearing a conical bra for some reason. What? <laughs> well, he just got in, yeah, so just I wanted, in, just I wanted to, to model them. Um, so I saw and listen. There are a lot. There are a lot of great food hacks, and I, I could have saved this for the connoisseur tomorrow, but I wanted it, to do this. Wait. I wanted to do this immediately. Uh, there are a lot of, of food hacks, and and some of them are pretty damn good that you'll find online. I Before TikTok came along, I was on Pinterest a lot uh, to, to check out recipes. That's where you get your stuff? Cool stuff. All right. Uh, and, and some intriguing-looking uh, combinations. Is that where you found the uh, bread charcuterie board? Oh. Mm, that was... Where? No, I found that on uh, Food Network. Oh, all right. On the Food Network website. But, uh, but I did... There was like... Um, there was like an onion bomb. That <laughs> I I mean, yeah. Onion bomb. Yeah, I filled it with, uh, you, it, it's almost like a meatloaf type of uh, thing. And then you put it inside this, essentially the shell of the outer layer of an onion. And you fill it inside that and bake it. It's pretty damn good. I want to see so, Hurt Locker Part 2 where they diffuse an onion bomb. So stuff like, yeah, here, this is it. Wow. I get a picture of it. It's wrapped in bacon. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, so, so stuff like that you can find. Well, uh, this was on TikTok. Or no, I'm sorry. A YouTube chef actually came up with this. So, um, and and I'm like, there's no way, no way that this could work. Actually, it was Creative Chefs on TikTok. Sorry about that. Right. It's a bowl of mashed potatoes made from potato chips. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. This so is the, my kind of mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes made from potato <laughs> chips. Correct. So I watched the video and I watched this guy, the chef, uh, Sam the Cooking Guy. Uh, try to make it happen, and he put it together, and the results look legit. So, a question: I'm Shocked? Oh, there, there, okay. are, there is like instant mashed potatoes, which is yep. like like a, I think what is it? Oraida has them. Where they're basically they're potato flakes. Yeah, yeah. I so, so then like why that. wouldn't this work? And this apparently does work. So it's and a, does it have all the great taste of potato chips? Apparently, it has all the great taste of mashed potatoes. But yeah. so the three step recipe can be made with any brand of flavor or chip. Which means not only can you make traditional southern style mashed potatoes, but you can kick it up by doing uh, sour cream and onion or salt and vinegar or barbecue or something like that. So you boil three ounces of potato chips in one cup of water, mash and stir the potato chips until all the water is absorbed and the chips create a paste. If there's any water left over, uh, once the chips are mushy, you drain the potatoes and return them to the pot. Next, you add your preferred dairy products. For extra creaminess, maybe some milk, butter, cream, sour cream, stuff like that. And then you finish it with salt and pepper, and apparently it tastes like mashed potatoes. And, Steve, <sighs> it actually has, I think, watching the video, it does have a bit more of a potato chip flavor to it. Well, I'm down with that. Yeah. It, do, do you think it has a sort of al, al gratin uh, sort of a... Uh... No, because, uh, you mean to taste to it? Yeah, Cheese? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't no, think so. No, because it's a potato chip. I don't yeah, even think you need yeah. to add salt and pepper on I was that thinking, I was thinking that, that too, Kathy. They're usually pretty salty. Also, so. there's no way this works. Well, it's here. Well, we here's you can see I, the visual evidence. Here's what I, I, I emailed Marissa. And yesterday, I went down to our new tenants here at yeah. One Bella Plaza, Pagano's. 
And while I was down there, a gentleman came up to me and he said, hey, I want to introduce myself. It was Matt Pagano, who I guess is the owner. He said, this is my restaurant. And he also said he is a big fan of the Preston and Steve show. Did he mistakenly say, if you need anything, let me know? He did say that. (laughs) He said, if you guys need anything, let me know. So I emailed Marissa and I said, I think we have our first collab with Pagano's, the new restaurant here in the building. That looks, well, we're looking at it being made. I love potato chips. I can't help it. It's just always been with me. It's a family tradition. Don't but, apologize. Uh, but mashed potatoes, my, you know, a southern style with the mayonnaise the way my mother used to make it. I love that. Uh, I think these are two great tastes that taste great together. It might be really good. Yeah. You never know. I mean, now I will probably prefer regular straight from the fresh potato mashed potatoes. But Broadcaster Preston Elliott was rushed to the hospital today <laughs> with a distended belly. But um, I want to try this tomorrow. I want to see if our friends at Pagano's could whip this up for us and we could, we, we could do a, um, a, yeah. a quick taste test tomorrow rather than go through the whole because we don't have a, uh, an, uh, a stove here on our floor. It's not allowed. Are you saying Pagano's could be our... Uh, like a, 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 our taste kitchen for everything that comes up on, <laughs> that we want to try? Not officially saying that, but I'm saying it's not a bad I think idea. It's, it's part of the lease. So yeah. I'm scrolling through uh, Sam, the, <laughs> <Should> <laughs> Sam the Cooking Guy's uh, YouTube channel, and he, first of all, he has 3.2 million subscribers, so th- he's legit, and he's got a lot of really cool-looking recipes on here. Some well, of let's them are, get that guy yeah, on, yes. too. Some of, the, some of them are hacks, um, but some of them are like full-on, you know, just a, like regular cooking recipes. Okay. I don't like mashed potatoes, but I like potato chips, so I wonder if I'll like this. All what right. are your favorite potato chips? All right. Uh, just like... What brand? I like... Oh, what brand? Um, I like hers. I like Lay's. I like all... I mean, I like potato- hers lightly yeah. salted. Yeah. 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 And, re- and just like a regular, just regular chip. Regular- I don't eat them all that often, but they're yeah. like... I, I do like them. They're good. Uh, be- She'd probably like uh, Rochelle's hash brown casserole. Though. She would I know you it. don't you like know, the I- word I- casserole. <laughs> just it, don't worry <laughs> about it. It's got potato chips on it, okay? It's God, really I'm good. It. <laughs> and you have to call it like something else. Like, don't yeah. call it casserole. Yeah. yeah. Potato but- cake. Okay. How about... Uh, just call it... Uh, Riesling. Yeah, Riesling. <laughs> Ew, no, that's too, that's too sweet. Okay, uh, Prosecco. Right, okay. Oh, Prose- yeah, ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, just All call right. it that. So anyhow. I'm I, worried about the consistency. I was too. And apparently uh, the, the, the chef I was telling you about, Chef uh, Sam the Cooking Guy, Said that uh, use woodcock. He said that if you would have handed this to me and not told me it was potato chips, I would never have known it. Wow. All right, all right. Yep. So I think I think with the with the the water boiling it down changes that consistency altogether. Marissa, yo, this Sam the cooking guy is legit. He has his own series of knives. No kidding. All right. Stuff. All right. With millions of uh, followers, I can see that being the case. It all appears right. that he's boiling, mashing them, and sticking them in a stew. Is that what he's doing? Mm. I don't see a. St- <laughs> yep. Wait, really? Does he put the taters in? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, wait, what's taters? Potatoes. potatoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Anyway, Boil them, mash them, I say we try that tomorrow if Pagano's wants Done to deal. Play yeah. Done yeah, deal. Right, and right. then uh, we begin that uh, got that relationship. They're going to rue the day. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> they follow through on one of these things, but we're so thrilled they're in the building. Yeah. Marissa, or just Nick, what was the thing you had highlighted over here? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. This is an interesting question. So taking sort of the potato chip principle yeah. of boiling it down, what would happen? happen if you did the same with tortilla tri- chips could you do something like um, like a potato like well, a those tortilla are, those are corn right yeah so but, it's going to be a different consistency it might be more like polenta could you yeah. boil you them that. mash them <laughs> yeah. well i was wondering about pringles 
Pringles, boy, Pringles, the Pringles aren't real. What are you, an idiot? Chips, though, <laughs> you know? Come on, man. Be tr- it would be worth trying, yeah. though, you know? <laughs> you moron. Well, I, well, how about munchos? Yeah. You know? Ooh. Di- oh, come on, man. Mm, I haven't had a muncho in forever. Where? They didn't discontinue them, did they? Still, no, Muncho I had, I had not that long ago, dude. Muncho Munchos Emporium. are not, they're not, they're not potato chips. They're just something else. Potato it's treats. Really, really good. Bugles are corn, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I like bugles. So you could probably try them with, uh, with bugles, too. So, huh. Yeah. All right. This is anyway. crazy. This All is right. awesome. Uh, let me, let's move on to something else in the store. Moving away from the uh, produce section. Right. The, the mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. potatoes. Uh, I saw this uh, this interesting uh, bit of uh, information. Apparently, four in ten people do not feel confident about using numbers in their everyday lives. The store is selling this, according to a, st- a survey. This, yeah, this oh, story. Oh, okay. So, uh, one in five would avoid jobs that involve using numbers often. This oh. is by the. Uh, it was published by the Association of British Insurers. And uh, more than a third of people said that having easier access to online numeracy tools would help them. And a quarter feel that clearer explanations would increase their confidence in dealing with numbers. So, that, you know, the, the idea of working with, with uh, figures, with, with numbers, would be uh, daunting to some people. So uh, you would imagine that, like that, that that would have diminished greatly, though, with all of the calculator apps and all the apps that can do... I remember years ago, Preston, when the calculator first came out, like the pocket calculator, Texas Instrument. Yeah, you couldn't bre- you couldn't have that in school. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now they they, they encourage them. That was cheating. No, yeah. you you absolutely and the same thing with like uh, spell check and yes. things like that. Now <laughs> it's it's yeah, you have to you you use it. My my and and I, and I guess it needed to get to where it was so. Prevalent. readily available yeah. that that you just can't avoid. I mean, it my son longer. will take math tests now and has to have his calculator with him. Okay. Yeah. Nick, my uh, niece, I guess, uh, she is a teacher um, because of all the uh, Grammarly and all of the spell checks, and all that stuff. They're not allowed to grade the students on basic, you know, skills of English. Basically, you know, no the, kidding. Yeah, so that's not even part of the of the testing curriculum huh. because they. For for better or for worse, whatever that means, it's not something they're that concerned with. She should write copy for Casey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, so um, my uh, my son was doing his homework the other day. He goes, "Hey, Dad, check this out." And uh, dude, he's a freshman in high school. He's doing the same math that I was doing when I was a senior in high school. I was mm, like, yeah. "What is going on here?" Like, and so he, you know, his honors. They're allowed to use calculators and everything. Oh, dude, yeah. he's doing like he's doing trigonometry. Like, yeah. My, my, once my boys got into trig, I'm like, well, you passed dad. Because <laughs> I never got there. Did you give him the story about how you used to have to walk to school in the snow? I did not. I did not. But I'm telling you, man, it, it got to a point where. But I loved math. I think I think uh, uh, algebra two or geometry was about as far as I made it. Yeah. And then, no, trig and calc, forget it. Yeah. Nowhere. I, I was did, good at it. Uh-uh. I did you were well good at math? it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I like did um, AP calculus in high school and got college credit for that, and then took it. I mean, like I wasn't good at a lot of things, but for whatever reason, I could do math pretty well. I was um, for some reason. So, I you know the standardized tests in grade school. Yes, uh, (laughs) I had no idea that that actually meant anything. So I didn't like even answer the questions barely. I mean, I literally just like sat there and just put C for everything. So 
What ended up happening? Zero point zero. Well, because it didn't show up on my report card. Nobody actually told me that the, the well, when we took them, they were called the California Achievement Test, the CAT test. Yes. So, at a certain point, I was in all the highest level reading classes and math classes. And then I think after like sixth grade, they were like, they put me down uh, all these levels. But I didn't care because it just made everything easier for easier. me. And and that's how I, you know, ended up just sort of coasting through. And so I did really well in math all through school. And I remember in high school, I asked my teacher, I'm like, I feel like I need to go up a track. And he goes, would you rather continue getting A's in third track or right. do you want to get C's in the higher tracks? So I was like, I'm just going to stick what with you. Come over. Come over. Are you an idiot? Like, you look like dude, a genius. I'll stick I, I have a hard time remembering that six and eight or fourteen. That's mm. how bad I am. Like there are some numbers I have to literally sit there and go. We used to do the times tables. All the, I mean, all of the mnemonic devices to get you to recall all of that stuff. We'd be drilled all the time, over and over and over again. How important it was the way you wrote the numbers yeah. and so on and so forth. And all of that seems to be just an afterthought now. Sure, there was a time when when I could rattle off some yeah. stuff, but it's bye bye. I you're, wish you were more online. verbal than yeah. uh, mathematics is not your thing. When I'm adding up my golf score, I'm sitting there. I, I don't. I like to turn away from anybody who's with me, so I don't see you counting on my fingers. Oh, what, one of the most hilarious things. Those are low numbers, too. Preston, one of the most hilarious things is watching me fill out the tip on a... Uh, I'm like, okay, I have the columns all lined up, and I'm like, oh my, okay, yeah. all right. So we had a cup of coffee. It was a bear claw, fifteen hundred dollars. Now, like Steve, a lot of times it'll have the tips yeah, calculated yeah. for you. Yeah. If you want it to fifteen percent, twenty percent, yeah. Oh yeah, like especially on the uh, the the apps. pads and yeah. Like, I was actually glad yeah. when the standard got to twenty percent because that was pretty it's easier. Easy. You take yeah. ten and yeah. double it, and ten's easy to do. Uh, I get intimidated while gambling, and I don't gamble a lot. But if I'm playing blackjack, I'm in my Dude. head, I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. three plus, yeah. plus jack? Dude, seriously, right. yes. Like, that's what I'm talking about. When you yeah. throw a six and eight, I'm like, it's 15 or 16. All right, wait, wait, wait. You currently have 20 and a half up. <laughs> Hit me. That's why, I, that's part of the reason why I bailed on craps. The math got yes. way oh. too hard because there's loads of different odds right? and, and weird payments that come out, and I just would find a dealer that would help me out, you know? Yeah. Well, my, like, my, I'm stupid. You're going to have to do this If for you just me. bet the colors, right? So, like... You, you can act like, like a, a roulette. Yeah. Oh, like a roulette. Yes. Yeah, right. That's, that's uh, how much I know about gambling. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so anyhow, yes, uh, the ABI, which is this group that did this, uh, released findings as... Didn't they release Dancing Queen? The fi- No, that no, was no, ABI. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, findings as it has uh, teamed up with Plain Numbers is the name of this. It's a group that... Uh, uh, works with firms to help their staff uh, present and explain numbers clearly and simply to help improve customers' understanding. Uh, so they said that uh, they're raising awareness among their insurance uh, and long-term savings members on how they can work with plain numbers to help communicate numbers and their context to customers. So when you start sitting down with like a financial plan or something like that and they start throwing out all these numbers and percentages and things, it can get really overwhelming if you get lost along the way. That's like me and my wife. When we sit down with our, with Kevin, our financial planner, and he starts going over this stuff, I'm good for about five minutes. And then after that, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm so there, there are a couple of things in life. Coloring books here. Yeah, there are a couple of things in life where it will behoove you just to admit you don't know that. Financial planner, when you're learning how to use a gun, yeah. <laughs> all of those things. Don't pretend you know it when you don't. Now, 
on the heels of that story, there's another one that goes into this, and I know we're in the store and everything, but it's on the same shelf, so I'll just pull it down right here. So, blow the dust off it. uh, A significant majority of Americans think that young people need to be better educated about finances, with 67% saying in a new uh, U.S. News & World Report survey that a personal finance course should be a requirement to graduate high school. God, man, that would be great. I... It could be one of the most important things. I think it is. I think it's, if you know how to handle your money, if you know how to set stuff aside, my dad and mom got me started on a few things the way I managed my first credit card and stuff like that. But God, if you can get that under control early, that'll serve you for the rest of your life. Preston, you knew what what type of a student you were in high school. I know what type of student I was. You you, you can make it a requirement all you want. You're still a high school student. And and I thought about that while reading this story, Casey. And it might not have spoke to me because I wouldn't have cared at that point. Right. Um, but to some kids, it might really, yeah. it, it well, might trigger and, and for those Maybe kids, I'll come in, Casey, with counterfeiting. But what I'm saying is what, what for those kids that it actually might mean something, those are electives. I mean, listen, I went to a Catholic school. No, you're which, right. Which, um, you know, we didn't have as many electives as the public school kids. But we did have finance as an elective. How we do you business, think, and so how do you think you could make that enticing? Because I think we you all agree. can't. You cannot make it <laughs> yeah, enticing you know to what? a 15, 16, 17 year old kid. You cannot do yeah. it if they don't want it. Unless. If they do, yeah. Then... But you're also think about how many times there was. There were classes that I took that were communication based in high school, and I was like, wait a minute, I kind of like this. Well, stuff. that's what I'm saying. You know, I not, I understand yeah. that. So there are going to be don't not. Offer it. There are going to be plenty of kids that are interested. In I it. think. I think the best way to incentivize uh, high school students would be to get Pot. your YouTubers. <laughs> now, your YouTubers, your TikTokers, yeah, your 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 yep. celebrities that appeal to yeah. kids to go look. This is legit. Yeah. Now, it's not going to work for a lot of them, but for some of them, it might actually tell, take them, and they'll take that advice. I'll tell you why this could work, and why this, or at least maybe we're underestimating. You've reported, Preston, whether you I forget what you what hat you're wearing at the time that you reported it, but uh, and it is is the truth. Uh, the uh, people in junior high and high school dabbling in cryptocurrency. Yes, that's right. Dra- yeah. Dabs and using yeah. terms that are really only terms used by financial planners and things right. of that nature. Uh, there was a whole lexicon of things that was that I were remember that. right. Yeah. yeah, and so maybe that interest learning. We got that, calls from teachers that morning. We yes, talked about it. Who right. said that there are kids in their classes that are showing interest in in investing? Investing, in yes. Because they start to see that dude. You make money work for you, right? You have we punched your own. Ticket. I was. Yeah. That, that's why I said at a certain time in in life, I say, okay, I'm going to have to go the Elvis Colonel Tom Parker route. Yes, right. which is no matter me. how I'm robbed, yeah. right. I'll still have enough to get a Batman figure now and then. <laughs> yeah. So the idea that that these courses this curriculum is not available uh, I think is is not accurate as much as it is press what you were saying how do you make it interesting right how do you how do you make a 14 15 16 17 18 year old young adult interested in this sort of stuff and and it, you have to and speak to them in in their language and yeah, but that's so, what a good teacher does yeah. I mean like if you're a good teacher and you can incentivize them but that's uh, not the, the 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 question here the question here is more how much yeah. can you bench? How much can you bench? And well, listen. here, quickly, it says currently just 10 states require personal finance class for graduation. There we go. 21 states require at least some personal finance instruction. So there's a little bit of, right. of it in our area. But he's, I think they're here. Amanda says that um, uh, she's a high school math teacher. Let me go to her real yeah. quick. Hi, uh, Amanda. Good morning. Hi, 
Morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Amanda? Um, I am a high school math teacher, and I just wanted to say, in New Jersey, it is a high school graduation requirement. I can't speak for the other nine states, but I know for uh, okay. sure. Amanda, how, how elaborate is that curriculum? I mean, is, is it a basic, like, we're going to give you the framework, this will get you up and running, and, and, and a really good understanding of how to handle your finances? So it depends on the school. I actually work at a, um, a vocational high school, and we don't have room in our curriculum for a physical teacher to teach it to them. So they, it's actually an independent course through a like an online course that they have to take. All right. All right so, Amanda, um, let me ask you a question. Would you find um, students to be more receptive, more into a personal finance class if it was a requirement or an elective? Because if you're um, making it a requirement, then these kids are forced to take said class and not choosing to take the class. You give them the option of not taking the class, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, then they, and then they won't. Yeah. So I'll say from what I've heard from my students, I know that they really wish that it was a course because they're always talking like I teach huh. algebra too. And they're like, why do I have to learn this? Like, financial literacy would be so much more helpful to learn from a teacher. They're right. Um, and they actually really want to learn it, most of my students. Um, like, I try to throw in stuff um, whenever I can. If we're talking about um, exponential growth and looking at different um, equations, I try to talk about how this is relevant to money and things like that. Yeah, these are the things that... Which is just basic... Go ahead, guys. No, I was going to say, these are the things that that my wife is trying to instill into our kids right now, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, my my daughters are way more receptive, so we got to figure out how to make this more interesting to my son. So my wife was like, okay, how about this? Uh, If you took $100 every month and you bought a pair of sneakers, okay, in 10 years, you would have this many pairs of sneakers. Uh, but if instead you took this money and you invested it into, uh, you know, uh, an indexed fund or something like that, it would you would have $25,000. Like now to me or to you, what's more appealing? Having 100 pair of sneakers or $25,000, you know? And so... The sneakers. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to give you some perspective. how good the sneakers are. Some sneakers are worth a lot of money. No, you're yeah, right. You're, you're absolutely right. Things. All right, Amanda, thank you for the call. We appreciate thank it. You. All Bye. right, see you later. Um, so there's a few other calls coming in uh, concerning that as well. So I remember my first job. The first time I was getting an actual paycheck. I was processed. I was in the system. I was an employee of the company. I would walk out the door. It was in a strip mall, and two stores over was a comic book store. <laughs> and that check would literally explode into flames <laughs> as I was walking. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I I had, you know, even as hard as my parents tried, You, when you're that age, you don't grasp it. I mean, know? we're talking earlier in this conversation about, uh, you know, the math requirements and, 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 and you know, those those types of things that you are required to take before you graduate, right? Um, and, and think about how often on, on a daily basis right now any of us use algebra, which is never. Yeah. How often do we have to use finance? Almost all of the time, almost every day. So if any of that stuff is required... To get, you know, I understand that it might not be appealing to every student, but in order to teach them some of these things, they have to be required. Right? Yeah, it would have some, and you, you'll fall into the loop where you are the, you're the, I'm the, listen to me, I'm, I have wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, think of how we were reticent, you know, to, in to any listen. subject. But though, I mean, like, it yeah. really so, is the truth. If you have an understanding, if you can protect yourself, if you can set things in motion, learn how to manage a credit card, oh. anything like that. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, hey, guys, I talked to you when you did the story on adults uh, taking up skateboarding. Uh, and I am a personal finance teacher, and it is such a good course. Even if they take away a little bit, it's a win. Yeah. yeah. Got to do it uh, project-based. 
um, to get the kids into it. Yes. And then he writes, P.S., I also run the investment club here as well. So I, I guess they're, they're, those are some of the clubs that are available at schools. So. Go calculators. Yeah, man. So um, uh, just over half of the people that were in this, uh, the survey found that 56% of respondents got their first credit card on their own, either during college or after graduating high school. Just over half, 52% of respondents said that they understood how credit worked uh, when they began using credit cards, but nearly a third said they didn't totally understand things, such as the risk of carrying a balance, and 16% said that they didn't know how credit cards worked when they got their first card. How well did you handle your first credit card? Pretty well. I was, you know, listen, like like with my kids now, we're we're helping them. We're mm. we're getting them credit cards. We will manage their credit cards, show them along right, the way. Right. My parents said I didn't just get a credit card and, and yeah. they went here. Right. Have uh, fun. Yeah. So so I had some tutelage along the way, but I did miss some payments and do some stupid things like that over time. Yeah. And now they have things like reward, uh, you know, points and stuff, which are pretty awesome. Oh, it's, right? it's, yes, yeah. it's getting completely hooked. Have you yeah. ever? Did you ever take out a credit card to help you cover the cost of the other card? No, that's the that's that. the hole people fall <laughs> my, into. My buddy Steve used to do this thing because I remember one time we were out. I forgot where we were, and uh, he would, you know. They would uh, credit cards would set up if you were at uh, like a public event. They'd yeah. set up little booths, little kiosks, and they would have little signing bonuses they give you. Sure. And oh I remember yeah. One time, I know we were, we were at Camden Yards, yeah. and there was a uh, a Cal Ripken bobblehead. <laughs> free blankets. So you got to <laughs> sign up for the credit card to get Dude, the free bobblehead. Yeah. That's what they did at college. They they would set these right in front of the uh, the cafeteria, <laughs> yeah. and they would have things that college students would want. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the, I want to sign up. Yeah. And yeah. by the way. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I, um, I don't want to misrepresent myself. I'm not saying that I don't think it should be a requirement. I'm just saying, like, how do we get these guys interested enough for it for them to actually retain the information that right. they're being taught well, in, college, we're in high school. Stop it, yeah. The teacher said make it project-based. So that's one way to do Pay it. Pay them. You, you do it one at a time. Yeah. You have a project on it. You you. If you're a good teacher, you find that, and that's why being yes. a teacher is such a skill, uh, because you find a way to connect uh, with yeah. people, and you're not going to be able to connect with all of them, but if you connect with most of them, that you, know, you get your job done. I think an enterprising teacher would be able to bring the students into his or her Ponzi scheme. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you For can't sell that. Nominal yeah. investment. Yeah. This doesn't, it's not hard at all, guys. <laughs> Look, so you will be, it's like like the Wolf of Wall Street. You yeah, know, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, one other quick thing. And this will be it. And I wanted to mention this one because we're getting away from the date. Uh, but, uh, you know, Tuesday was this past, it's two, uh, it was 2 this past Tuesday. And MMR did a special 22-Tuesday yes. and all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, when, when children are born... On certain dates, it's kind of interesting, you know, like they have the the kids that are born, uh, you, you have twins that are born on different years, because they were born right at the stroke of midnight, you know, before and after midnight. I was born on your anniversary. Uh, that's yeah. correct. That's just like this. So, baby <laughs> Judah Grace Spear was born in Alamanche County, North Carolina on Tuesday, February 22nd of 2022 at 2.22 a.m. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And happened to be delivered in room number two at the <gasps> no hospital. No way. Yeah. So That's pretty cool. how do you think they made her hold it in? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? I mean, so you were going. We got for, ten more minutes to go. Yeah, maybe somebody fudged the numbers. Which seems yeah. like an eternity. Right. Uh, she is the first child of parents uh, Aberly and Hank Spear. Both mother and baby are doing well. You think they fudged the numbers? 
Oh, I think the, if, if it was like a minute earlier, a minute late, they, they, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, by I mean, the way, they, they're sure they're right in the pocket. I mean, listen, it's when the nurse who is the, is in charge of writing yeah. the time looks at the clock. So, right. oh. they may not have fudged it, but see, the baby, yeah. you know, comes out and she looks up, you know, 30 seconds later and there. So, February 22nd, 2022 is a palindrome date. And uh, what's interesting is the next palindrome date yes. will not be until January 20th. 3021. Oh, are we going to be around for that? Yeah, um, we will. Uh, with uh, advances really? in medical technology, maybe. <clears throat> we we'll just have, have to uh, extend our contract. 3021. <laughs> That's crazy, man. If we're obligated to, then we will live forever. So uh, we've uh, ho- hopefully you got a thrill out of the yeah. palindromic date because it's not going to happen for another thousand years. Well, at that point, babies will come out of your fingers. There's another baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to close up shop. Oh, man. man. Sorry about that. We got stuff to get to, but I do appreciate y'all coming by today. <laughs> As for Brian and Preston, wave goodbye to you. He tells you shoplifted, but he's not going to call the cops. <laughs> no, it's all good. Today's a good day. All right, we'll come back in a second. We'll get to the bizarre file. And everybody, Bob Kelly from Fox 29 is a new show that's on tonight. We're going to ask him about that. Yeah. Uh, Claudio Sanchez of Coheed and Cambria will be joining us around 9 as well. Stay put. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Want to see how well you did on your traffic report? Because we got another traffic guy to talk to us about. <laughs> he's critiquing. He's listening as we speak. Uh, actually, our buddy Bob has got a show called Kelly Drives cool. Around Town, mm-hmm. uh, which you can catch 630 on Fox 29. Please welcome Mr. Bob Kelly hey! to the show this morning. Hey, hey Bob. Everybody. Who's that traffic girl you got? She <laughs> rambled quick on there. <laughs> yeah. She, did you even pick anything up from that? She goes so fast. Huh. I'm spinning in circles. I'm trying to get off the Blue Route here. She just said there's a backup. I got a new U-turn Laverne here. <laughs> nice. Hey, I learned from watching you, Bob. Oh, my gosh. You did great, Kathy. Hey, thanks for allowing me to come on with you guys. How's everybody doing? We're doing good, man. Doing, uh, you know, yes. living life. and uh... We don't have our own show like you do, though. Yeah. I mean, a TV show. We have a radio show, but yeah, that's nice. very cool. Well, you know, tonight Fox gave me my new show, a new show on my own. It's called Kelly Drives, as you mentioned. And it's something I've been wanting to do for a while. You know, like if you watch me in the mornings, you know, I go to the breakfast places. I go to this place. I go to the schools. I'm always out and about driving around. And people say, me, oh, come to this place. Come. We got a new happy hour. We got a new restaurant. But, you know, these happy hours are not open at 930 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got to go later in the day. And it gives us a chance to, you know, everything from, you know, the Philly scene has got great new places, restaurants opening up, outdoor dining coming back, the hottest happy hours, and some family fun spots. Like, I'm, I got Austin, he's 10. I'm always looking for things 
to do it for the weekend. So, uh, um, so where you're calling these stories from? People suggest them to you. I mean, obviously, you are out and about all the time. So, are, are you actively inviting people to suggest places yeah. for you to go? So, if you have a spot that you'd like me to come visit, you can email me Kelly Drives at Fox dot com. But you know, the initial segment ideas all came from myself and from you know just driving around uh, again happy hours like tonight for example everybody is doesn't like the bread right we don't want the cat the carbs we got to get bathing suit ready i get a deli that serves everything with pickles yeah. it's all pickles instead of the bread um a pajama place that promises life-changing underwear <laughs> i'm wearing them right now <laughs> has your life been changed nothing's happened are they made out of pickles <laughs> <laughs> And a happy hour. Check this out. We all love our happy hours, right? But this place uh, has not one. They have two happy hours every day, one for the early crowd and then one for the later crowd. I love it. <laughs> that Bob, is cool. Bob, I saw a, a story yesterday that uh, Center City Sips is coming back. It's been two years since it's yeah. been around. And, and, like, little things like this are starting to creep back into their li- into our lives. And it's just so reassuring. I mean, it's been a tough two years. And so, like, uh, you, your show is coming at the perfect time to reintroduce people to these types of things. Well, that's where I think it's important because, you know what, I have a camera and a microphone in my hand every day. And I, I, I want to help these smaller businesses that, you know, have no way to advertise. They don't have a budget to advertise. They would never be able to afford a commercial. So for this, it allows me to pop around. We drive around. I got a fast car every week. We're going to zip around, pull up, go in, check it out, get back in a car, and off we go. Um, well, let me ask you, because it is, like, it's later on. It's obviously the, the, the other side of the, the the day. I know, you know, Alex has her evening show. That, you know, you're playing a little bit in, in, in the nighttime range. Are you going to do things that are a little bit darker, like maybe go on drug raids and things like that? Ooh, yeah. Or, yeah, undercover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'll be, uh, <laughs> go undercover with Dave Schratwise. <laughs> and honestly, take, take, take Take out a cartel if you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, you're right. It's a whole different time zone. And for me, it's fun because, you know, not that I don't love, you know, I love my happy hours. Yeah. But when you walk into a happy hour with a camera, whoa. Yeah. Life changes, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's also great is because these businesses, Nick was saying, you know, fighting to come back and all this stuff and to get the extra exposure for these places. Everyone is always looking for something to do. I mean, we, we do, you know, the, the, the person does the connoisseur segment about, you know, local, you know, eateries and stuff like that, places that are opening up, a new, you know, mm. uh, uh, Detroit-style pizza place, whatever is, is, is the big new thing. And, uh, you know, the businesses benefit and people enjoy being exposed to stuff because they're just kind of shaking off the cobwebs. That makes a big impact. Yeah, and there's so many places in all, I mean, not just Philadelphia, Center City. I'm not talking, I'm talking everywhere. Pensy, New Jersey, Delaware, Montgomery, Chester County. And I love finding out about the places. I'm like, wow, that sounds really cool. Let's go there. Do you, you guys know, know spe- let's go. Speaking of Jersey, do you guys know that Bob is like the king of the Jersey Shore? No. Yeah. 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 Like uh, the, 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 those uh, those parties you have. Bob stopped by, he actually stopped by my shore house. No kidding. Uh, when it was Casey's birthday. Yep. Uh, this past summer, yeah. didn't, bring, <laughs> didn't bring a present. <laughs> he, didn't, he, he found out like a half hour before. Whatever. So, there yeah. are five and dimes down there, Preston. <laughs> All right, uh, but Bob, you have those you have those parties on the weekends, right? Yeah. So I do my happy hours live every Friday night from the Seaport Pier, 
And my schedule for this summer, the boss is going to love this because um, <laughs> I'm going to go down on Thursday, like right after the show. We'll shoot some segments, probably a Thursday happy hour. We'll find a good happy hour on Thursday nights at the shore. I'll go live on Fox Friday morning from a different shore town with my glasses, maybe a little red eye. And then happy hour Friday night. And then I took off on Mondays. So that's my that's my summer plan. All right, so you get you get a little detox time, uh, yeah. To, yeah, which makes sense. But you know, the Thursday happy hours, every bit is important. We contend on this show that the weekend legitimately begins Thursday afternoon, right? It has to, yes. Because you know, we can all stumble through a Friday morning, right? Yes, yep. we can do that, <laughs> and we do, and we do. We do stumble through a Friday morning, nice. most of us, right? We're yep. in the box. Uh, and then Marissa just gave me an idea. Marissa wanted to go with me on one of these segments. Yeah. So I said, come on, baby, ride shotgun with me. We'll put the hood down, put the the top down, the, the top of the car, that is. Yeah, and, you, you're not asking her to take her top off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll drive around. We'll do like Melissa's, uh, Marissa's favorite places to go or something like oh, that. Oh, she's, so yeah. she's a wealth. If you want. Yeah, well, that's so let me ask you, do you have a sweet set of wheels, as they say, for your trip? Or are you just going around like in a minivan? <laughs> no, we, no. I, well, the mini uh, minivan with Dave Schratrise <laughs> on the uh, on the on the cartel bus. Yeah, yeah. But I have some friends that have offered me their really cool cars to oh, drive uh, around in. Oh, nice. uh, cool! Um, so it's it's you know it's it's going to be fun. And Fox allowed me to do it this way because that's the that's me. I just know that'll be fun. Um, and driving around, having you know, just having a great time, cool. checking out some of the cool spots with no restrictions. Every show is something different. Um, so it's like tonight, 630, grab your popcorn, buck your seatbelt, and we're going to go for a ride. And this will be every Thursday, right, Bob? Every Thursday night at 630 Excellent. on Fox 29. Excellent. So yes. Nice. Well, the man knows how to, he yeah. knows how to have a good time. Absolutely does. Good yeah, time yeah, yeah. All right, Bob, good luck with everything. We'll check it out tonight. All right, ma'am? You, you got it, guys. Thanks and have a great day. You got it. All right. Yeah. Kelly, guys. Thursday night at 6.30 on Fox 29. you got to teach me how to negotiate those uh, broadcasting from the shore every Friday yes. skills. How to make that work yeah. out, yeah. All right, we got to do B-File, friends. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. It's safer for your lawn, kids and pets. You can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. A Utah man was arrested Monday after allegedly telling a four-year-old to shoot at police officers. Oh, my God. Police Department of Greater Saint Lo- uh, Salt Lake said an officer was able to swipe the gun away as a round was fired and the officer only sustained a minor wound to his arm. Police said the incident began when a man received the wrong order at a McDonald's drive through He then brandished a firearm at employees, and employees asked him to drive to the front of the store while they fixed the order. They then called the police, of course. When the officers responded, they issued several verbal commands for the man to exit the car, but he refused. Officers then pulled him from the car and began to take him into custody. But as they were doing so, police said an officer turned back toward the vehicle and saw a gun pointing out of the rear window. The officer was able to swipe the gun to the side as a round was fired. And the officer then noticed the child's age and alerted the other officers. Can you imagine? Police said the child was in the back seat with a three-year-old, adding that the, quote, information collected during this ongoing investigation indicates the father of the child told the child to shoot at the police. A four-year-old. That's insane. 
I've, I've had a run on Utah stories. Here's another one. Several students at Bur- at uh, Brigham Young Uni- Brigham God Lord I can't speak BYU Yeah, students at Brigham Young University were displaced from their dorm after some homemade rocket fuel exploded. Hey, I'm making rocket fuel. Uh, the incident happened. That's great, Eddie. Sunday, when a fire alarm went off at a building, the firefighters arrived. And found uh, fire sprinklers were flooding the main floor. Hey, I'm making napalm. Spokesperson Jeff Long said a resident in one of the dorm rooms was cooking up homemade rocket fuel. It had flashed, caused a fireball, which then created enough heat that it tripped the sprinkler system. Firefighters quickly put the fire out, and the dorm had sustained water damage, displacing 22 students. Police said BYU is helping those students find alternative alternative housing. So was the Hillsman planning to actually fuel a rocket, or just for the fun of it? It's unclear why the 22-year-old man was making the homemade fuel. I'm going to Jupiter. Instructions for making it and using it in model rockets can be found online, but Long said that it was too early to know the motive. Long described the man as very cooperative and forthcoming, said there is no evidence of any sinister motives. A 500-pound black bear nicknamed Hank the Tank is making people in a town near California's Lake Tahoe nervous. This thing is enormous. Yeah, he's a a fatty. Uh, Police in South Lake Tahoe said the bear has been blamed for breaking into multiple properties and struck again as early as Friday night. Police say Hank has also escalated his antics by breaking into a locked and secured home rather than his usual unlocked garages in search of food. Where did the Kardashians live? <laughs> uh, the Department of Fish and Wildlife said Hank is responsible for damage of 38 homes and has triggered more than 150 calls to authorities. Hank's repeat appearances have state conservation officials considering whether he should be trapped and euthanized, a last measure resort yeah. for several hab- uh, habituated or human food conditioned black bears. Officers say last week they tried to trap him, and since that failed, they are now evaluating their options. They also say that they are frantically working to save Hank's life by reaching out to various wildlife sanctuaries in hope of finding him a safe home. I hope that works out. Yep. A 32-year-old U.S. House candidate in Oklahoma has apologized after she reportedly became intoxicated at a middle school-aged girl sleepover, <laughs> berated some of the kids, and then threw up in a hamper. Oh, what no. an interesting way to campaign. Attorney Abby Broyles told a local TV station that <clears throat> she had a bad reaction after drinking wine, <laughs> taking sleep medication, uh, given to her by a friend, saying she, quote, hallucinated and didn't remember anything until she woke up vomiting in the hamper. I was at a seahorse party. <laughs> Broyles said that she was invited to a sleepover by a good friend who was the mother of one of the girls, the parents, and at least one of the girls had claimed that Broyles used profanity and berated several of the girls. Commenting on one girl's acne and another's Hispanic ethnicity. Oh, my God. She told the Associated Press that she doesn't believe that she would have said those things, stating, the things I'm accused to have said are not who I am. The puke in the hamper, though, yeah, I did that. (laughs) They're not a reflection of my beliefs at all. She also charged that there was a politically-backed media smear campaign against her and says she has no plans to drop out of the race. Uh, robbers like to try and keep their identity a secret, but this is a novel way of doing so. Police in Jasper, Indiana, say 36-year-old Kyle Coleman was caught on surveillance going into a home early Monday morning and taking several things, including a gun, all while wearing a gorilla mask. <laughs> uh, police got a warrant and found the stolen items in the home. They is that also cocoa? found marijuana and Coleman in uh, face is facing several charges. Then we'll do one more and wrap it up. After she was refused... Serviced by a bar manager, a drunk Florida lawyer 
went into the restroom, and then emerged unclothed and completely naked. Mm. According to an arrest report, Kelly Elkins entered the beach lounge in St. Pete Beach Friday, but was intoxicated to the point that the manager refused to serve her. Instead of departing, Elkins walked into the restroom and then came back out into the bar unclothed and completely naked. Scotch and soda for my vagina, please. When Elkins refused the manager's request to get dressed, cops were summoned, and upon arriving at the bar... Uh, Sheriff noted that Elkins was still naked and had to be repeatedly told to get dressed. But the attorney would only put on a hoodie, which she did not zip up. Uh, Elkins, uh, the cop reported, claimed that she was too tired to put on her pants. Yeah, we've all been there. Uh, Elkins' naked antics played out in front of several bar patrons. She was booked into the county jail where she was later released on recognizance. Elkins, who was admitted to the Florida bar in 2001... Is also a licensed real estate broker, so we'll see how business goes for her. That is what I have in the bizarre file for now. All right, let us take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, Don't forget, Claudio Sanchez, Coheed and Camera, is going to join us around 9 o'clock. Oh, and at some point this morning, I will have your chance to win tickets to go see the Firefly Festival. We're going to do weekend uh, tickets. What? MMO Rocks the Firefly Festival coming up September 22nd through the 25th. That's awesome. uh, Tickets go on sale Monday, by the way. Uh, Complete details, WMMR.com. And hang in there. At some point this morning, we will give those away. Be back in a sec. Tool delivered an experience like no other in South Philly on Sunday night. If you were there, you know how epic it was. And if you missed it, you can check out the concert recap on our site, complete with photos of this visually stunning show. Click galleries at WMMR.com. I want to double back to this uh, story in the Bizarre File. This woman, this uh, she's running for a, a political position, U.S. House candidate in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> she goes over to uh, a friend's house who's having her daughters uh, spending the night. Ladies are drinking wine. She gets way too drunk, says some stupid stuff, and then she pukes in a hamper. <laughs> she threw up in the hamper, and I couldn't help but think of the times in my life that I have either or seen people puke in or on something, or even if you're talking drunk, Peeing in something is always a great. Well, story you have a too. twofer with that category. Then I, you peed in a sink, and then I think on that same day vomited into a Wawa bag. The sink thing—that wasn't an accident. <laughs> I knew what I was doing, and I still don't feel bad about that, really. Because you know, listen, you run yeah. some water; it's fine. But uh, I did puke on something one time, which was pretty funny. And I have another story of somebody else puking in something that really pissed me off. But our, uh, so so my my throwing up on something story goes back, uh, and my best friend Steve loves recounting this story. We were in our younger twenties, and we yeah we went out to bars, whatever. We go back, we're, he's crashing over at my house, and I'm hungry. We get back, you know, I'm drunk, hungry. I need to eat something, and so I decide to eat what turned out to be. <laughs> Uh, there was there was a, a whole uh, block of cheddar cheese. I remember this. <clears throat> yeah, that was in the fridge. I'm like, I love cheddar cheese. So I just started. <laughs> Sorry, I hit a button and it's playing in the cue speaker. My bad. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I was about to say, where's that effing sound coming from? <laughs> so uh, so there's a block of cheddar cheese and I start eating it. It's really good and I keep eating it. I eat the whole thing. Just by itself. Probably eight ounces. Gnawing oh through this cheese. A half a pound yeah. of cheddar. cheddar cheese. So I eat the whole thing. And then, at, at some point, the bed starts spinning, as it's one to do. And uh, and I lean over, I roll over, and I just, I'm not going to get up and go to the bed. I'm not going to make it. There's no way. I'm dizzy. I'm never going to make it. I lean over, and I puke right on the telephone. Oh. And this is, um, 
This is like a uh, like a desk phone uh, that was sitting on the ground. I had to, you could move it around. You know how it was. You like a princess? It. No, not a princess okay. phone. But but anyhow, I puked all over the telephone. It's orange now because it was just cheddar cheese. Oh, my God. And uh, that was fun. So Steve, my friend, loves to remind me of that. And then another time, when I was in a band, my sound guy, Paul, and I were leaving a club that we wrapped up. And, of course, it's like 3.30 in the morning because we packed up all our equipment. Sure. And we've got this girl in the back seat. We were giving her a ride home. She's one of these stragglers at the bar that didn't have a way home. All right, fine. We'll give you a ride home. Whatever. We're in the middle of Illinois somewhere. And uh, <laughs> she's in the back seat. She's talking, and all of a sudden, I hear her starting to gag and throw up. This is in my car, all right. And next to her, sitting next to her, is the greatest boombox I had ever owned. Oh. It was so great for recording our gigs. It just the, the the microphones on it were wonderful. And so, Steve, if you remember on boomboxes, sometimes. The cassette deck uh, door would break off. Oh, all the but time. But you could still use it. Absolutely. You could still pop the cassette. Didn't matter. Yeah. So the cassette door had broken off That's a good before puke. this. <laughs> pukes right in that hole. Oh. Right in that hole. Can I ask you something? Of my favorite boombox. Did this back seat have windows? Oh, um. <laughs> No, you know what? It was a uh, it was a coupe, so it was a two door. Oh, because I was going to say, why didn't you just roll down the goddamn yeah. window? Well, she was pretty hammered yeah. as well, so I don't know. Maybe the Man. driving around got her got her queasy. But... So, right in your boombox, your favorite boombox, did you have to trash it, or did you? I don't. Were you I, able to salvage I think it? I was able to salvage it, but that's the uh, word. She should have done it. Never smelled the same after that. No. And then, so I can throw this out. My buddy Steve, my friend Steve, who likes to make fun of me, he did. Pee in the hamper one time, uh-huh. or or was it just in the closet? He may have just opened up the closet. Was he sleepwalking? He was drunk. Yeah, yeah, and just pissed in the in the closet. It's almost like sleepwalking at that point, Steve. Yeah, like, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're sort of out of it. You're not sort of it. You're completely out of it, and you think, oh, this is a bathroom. Yeah, and I'm going to pee yeah, in this hamper. Sure. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. roommate peed in the corner. He got up. He he walked over to the corner of the room, peed into the corner, and then he went to go back into bed. It was a bunk bed. He ended up climbing up on his desk and then fell over. My other friend was sleeping on the floor, and he fell onto my friend and separated his shoulder. The girl I was dating years ago, her a brother walked into her room. It's a very consistent sleepwalker. Pulled out the lower big drawer on her desk mm-hmm. and pissed in it. Oh yeah. And God. then closed the drawer and went back to sleep. I peed into a salad bowl one time. Because um, <laughs> you needed a receptacle? I don't know why I was doing it. Oh, because uh, we were making salads. Here, here, here's the deal. You ran yeah, out of the drunk. lemon yeah. dressing. But you got to understand, it was actually, um, it was a positive. Supposed to be poop. It was a positive thing because I had actually gotten up off of the couch. That's my boy. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so I didn't yeah. just pee where I was laying. Yeah, we got to give you that, right? Which has happened many times in the past. Uh, but I was peeing into, I went into the middle cabinet, grabbed a wooden salad bowl, and I'm peeing in it. You and took then, steps. Yeah. Like you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't, it wasn't just yeah. laying there. Right. Were you yeah. holding your penis with salad tongs? No, no, no. I was uh, tweezers. <laughs> then um, I was doing my business, and then my wife came downstairs, and oh. she was like, what the F are you doing? And I was like, Save don't worry about for me. it. <laughs> I go, don't worry about it. It's all good. You know? And then uh, we, we ended up throwing away that salad bowl. So if you guys ever come over to my house <laughs> and you're eating what? out of a wooden Wait, salad bowl. But you treated it. That bowl would have been perfect for Caesar salad. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I had a friend uh, projectile vomit on the... He was in the seat behind the driver's seat, and I was driving. I was the DD for the night, no. and he, he had had... Uh, hot dogs and onions, 
<laughs> and a lot of beer. And, uh, Steve, it was one of those things where, like, he got most of it, most of it went on the headrest. But some of it worked its way around the headrest. Oh, my worst. And, uh, like, down, gripped onto my oh, shoulder. It, it's, and, and it's, Are you reflexively prone to vomiting yourself if presented with yes, a vomit situation. However, in that case, anger won out. Okay. I, I was so freaking mad at Chris. I was like, dude, what the hell, man? God. Uh, whatever you think of Bill Cosby, to quote him uh, in his old stand-up special, Cosby himself, he talks about, you know, the drinkers yeah. eventually throwing up, and he goes, and that's called having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, my man? Hey, I know you guys are getting on the uh, puke story, puking into things, over yes. things, under things, uh, whatever it may be. So uh, <laughs> I'm at home. My wife calls me. She says, I'm coming home from work happy hour. You know, I'm taking the train. Can you grab me at the train station? No problem. The car is there. I will come pick you up. You know, I can tell she's, you know, intoxicated. <laughs> so I pick her up. She's sitting on the curb at the train station. I said, babe, what's wrong? She's like, and she's just laughing. She's like, I don't feel good. I'm like, okay, I know, I get it, I get it. So I get her under her shoulder and pick her up, and her work bag is it's this nice leather backpack. It is just dripping. And I'm like, did you spill something in here? Your nail jeans? She's like, she's just laughing. She's like, I don't know, I don't know. She gets in the car. I mean, the seat is so wet. I'm like, what happened here? I look in the bag, MacBook. Pocketbook, cell oh. phone, covered in vom. Oh like, babe, no! Babe, what happened? He's like, it was happy hour. I think I just had like two pork tacos. God knows what she drank. But when I get home, it's even worse. I mean, all her paperwork, it was in the buttons of her MacBook Pro. She took it to IT and had to lie and said our one-year-old threw up on it. Oh my! So. It was so rank. It was horrible. We had to throw everything out, everything. Why is it that happy hours, like, you know, your uh, hot dogs and onions, <laughs> pork tacos. Yeah, dude, that's why, what they serve, man. Why are you they getting the all most kinds of frozen stomach-turning stuff? Fried. You need to eat before you drink. <laughs> yes, if we have not learned anything. Come on. You can eat that crap. Just eat it well before you get the booze in. Oh, pork man. tacos Thanks, while it. you're hammered. Uh, yep. But listen, that stuff tastes great. When I'm you're sure it does. Like all that greasy yeah. stuff, It's that's why I ate eight ounces of cheese <laughs> when I got it home. I ate it like a candy bar. Uh, I will go to Michael. Hey, Michael, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, <gasps> Michael. You got a story for us, right? Oh, man. I, you know, I was 19 years old. I was in the Navy. I'm 51 now. And I was living in San Diego. We decided we're going to go to Tijuana for the day, and we spent the entire day doing shots of tequila <laughs> with beer chasers. Oh, dear God. Okay. And we realized that it was like, you know, 10 minutes of midnight, and, and you know, the military police wait at the border. You have to be <gasps> over the border before midnight. So we're racing, drunk out of our minds, across incoming traffic and outgoing traffic, we get across the border. We get onto the train back to San Diego. It lurches forward, and I get that cold oh, sweat that yes. just starts to go down my face. And my friend was like, dude, you just turned green. Oh. I'm like, don't talk to me. So I sat there, <laughs> literally meditated for like a 40-minute ride back to San Diego. Didn't puke. Didn't puke. 
got off the train, and they were like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And I, I pointed to the jack-in-the-box across the street. I'm like, I want to puke on that side. <laughs> on that and side? I went over and puked on, the, well, you know, the big, giant jack-in-the-box. Yeah. I said, yeah, I went and puked all over it. Uh. <laughs> and to this day, looking at somebody drinking tequila, and I get nauseous. Yeah, so it, can, it can kill it for you. Did you have some sort of vendetta against jack-in-the-box? What, what made that such a prime location for you to puke? Who likes clowns? Nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, their their sign was a big clown head. Yep, yep. Oh my god, that's too funny. Uh, and listen, he, you know, he talked about the the uh, the sweating thing, the telltale sign that there is no force that I'm going to be able to hold this back is the excessive mouth watering. Yeah, yeah, the mouth watering. The moment that that starts to happen, it's like. You, I, it's it's, it's going to happen no matter what. You can feel, it almost feels like in your stomach that you feel like a switch almost go. It's like, okay, yep. it's go time now. Yep. You got to get someplace quickly. Uh, I will go to Ashley. Hey, Ashley, good morning. Gadzooks, how are Gadzooks, you? Gadzooks, Ashley, we're great. What's up? All right, so my story is when I was in high school, like sophomore year, we were going down to the Shore House, my parents' Shore House, so I was bringing my friend along. Her mom gave us some uh, the Dunkin' Donuts Munchkin box. Yeah. And so all weekend, um, we were looking for the jelly the jelly ones because they're the best ones. We also had Popa Vodka. So all weekend long, we're drinking, drinking, drinking. It's probably about two a.m. in a room in our bedroom, and we finally found the jelly Munchkins. Super stoked. We're eating them, having a good time. All of a sudden, I looked at my girlfriend. And she had that face. Oh, no. <laughs> and she looks, and she's looking around. She's looking for something, and she sees the munchkin box, pukes all up into it, puts it on the floor. And I say, no, 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 don't put it on the floor because I start seeing the vomit start to seep out. Oh, yeah. She picks up. She goes to pick it up. It all falls through vomit and munchkins <laughs> everywhere on the floor. Oh, no. Yeah. So you had your breakfast set. So. Oh, that's yeah. disgusting. It was I, so gross. I had to go get, like, Dawn soap or, like, scrubbing it. Somehow, like, throw up ended up in my shoes. <laughs> and listen, and I've been in that position, too, where it's like, dude, you're cleaning that up, man. Oh, and yeah. I've been bombed out in my mind, cleaning up my own <laughs> rolling on the floor. I assume with you, it's, oh, it's kids thanks. and wife. I'll clean up my wife's puke, and then you're on your own. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll take care of the kids, Rochelle, if I have to. Yeah. But outside of that, sorry, man, There's uh, I'm, I'm not helping you. Uh, okay, let's go out the other end. I'm going to go to Phil. Hey, Phil, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's happening, man? So about 15 years ago when I was in college, I was at a party. Everyone's drinking. This one girl really early in the night gets absolutely hammered, passes out in a closet. We fast forward to the end of the night. A couple of us are just sitting around. She wakes up, stumbles out of the closet, actually goes over to the keg, manages to climb up on top of it, squats, He's all over the thing and then hops down and tries to flush the tap. By, by using the, the keg tap, she thinks she's flushing the toilet? Yep. Oh, that's funny. She, there was nothing. She was so wasted that she nothing seemed alien or weird about having to balance yourself on a keg. That seemed like a toilet to her. I mean, that's astonishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all just sat there with our mouths open like, how is this happening? <laughs> I, I I had a cat once that bit a lamb cord and then, like, later on climbed up on my dog's water bowl 
perching on the side, rocking back and forth, and peed into the water bowl. Phil, so did you tell her the next day what had happened? Uh, no. Uh, so I was like a theater major, and this was like the theater house and everything. And this okay. was just some random girl that like, oh. was there. We, none of us really knew her. Okay. Yep. Now, yep. I've seen the random person do weird stuff before. Thank you, man. For you know, that. going back to the Munchkin box with the with the puke. When I was on a cruise ship, and I mentioned this before. The cruise ship went through two crisscrossing uh, hurricanes in the Atlantic, um, the rocking back and forth like crazy. And I started to notice what I perceived as French fry boxes all along the hallways. I'm like. Wow, man, the French fries is going to be awesome. And uh, I, I picked one up. It wasn't French fries. It was puke. Oh, and gross. They, that's oh, what they. God. But I mean, of all the things to put out, cardboard boxes. Yeah. Like, of course, it's going to seep through. Ew. All right, we'll go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I was home on leave from the military. Uh, now, let me backtrack a little bit. Before I had left, this was over to go over to Iraq, you know, we had to get the screens replaced on our, on, 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 in my bedroom window. Okay. So I thought, okay, nothing of it. So anyway, uh, come home on leave, proceed to get good and ass housed on all sorts <laughs> of spirits and whatever else there is. And uh, my ex-wife uh, decided she was going to make something that I liked at the time. It was called stuffed peppers. There's hamburger rice stuffed into a bell sure. pepper. Yeah. Tomato sauce. Well... After eating this, of course, like you said, you should eat before you drink. Well, I didn't do that. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm laying in my bed, belly full of both, and I decide, okay, well, I have to throw up. Uh-huh. Well, I roll over, and I'm thinking to myself, the window's two feet away from me. Yeah. I open the window, and unbeknownst to me, the wife had the picture or the screens replaced. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. It, 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 it never made it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and did you try to stick your head out and, and hit the screen? or I, I did. I oh, did. no. And it never made it out. And what made it worse was is uh, I just rolled over and, you know, went back, to, hopefully went back to sleep. And uh, the next morning, I was still pretty drunk yet, and I thought it be a great idea to vacuum up the vomit. Uh, to vacuum the vomit. Oh, my God. That's what you do. You I, I, vacuum I, I up the vomit. Was, I would thought it was dry. <laughs> <laughs> you vomit through a screen, and uh, you get rid of that screen. How, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, How you gonna... Did you ruin the vacuum cleaner? Uh, yeah, it was a, definitely a two-for-one deal. <laughs> nice, nice. And the vacuum cleaner was ruined. Maybe a dry vac. Yeah. 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 I, I never told my ex-wife either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, the uh, life is, is filled with these stories. Uh, but, uh, listen, we could go on and on about it. But it, it's, it's never... Um, it's one of your lowest moments mm-hmm. when you have something like that happen. You just feel horrible. Oh, my God. You feel lower than dirt. Yeah. Ho- hopefully you're not running for Congress when it happens. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Sorry to keep this short, but Casey's giving me the wrap-up because we do have uh, Claudio Sanchez who's mm-hmm. going to be joining us from Coheed and Camry. We're going to speak to him. And also, uh, Chef Ben Berman. He's, he's a pizza guy. Pizza guy. And we spoke to him uh, on the onset of uh, the whole COVID lockdown, and he uh, became this sensation over... Uh, making these custom pizzas for people and serving it through his window, dropping it down to the street below to them. That's very cool. And now he's uh, partnered up with uh, Phil Abundance, and they're taking his recipe and running with it, and we'll get some details on that, too, uh, with him. And it's uh, Ben Berman is his name. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into that uh, with both of them when we return, so make sure you stay with us. We'll be back in a second. 
summer concert season begins with the MMRBQ. Saturday, May 21st at Waterfront Music Pavilion. Eight bands. A day filled with friends and music. We love you. Thank you. Starting at 25 bucks. Starring <laughs> Disturbed. It's just another way to die. The Pretty Reckless. Death by rock and roll. Royal Blood. And Living Color. Plus, get up close with. Low Cut Connie. Crowbots. Lilith Czar. And Jackson's local shots artist, Huxley. More details at WMMR.com. MMR BQ 2022. Everything that rocks your summer. Uh, the band Coheed and Cambria will be at the Leah Core Center on July 27th. Tickets are going to go on sale tomorrow uh, at 10 a.m. at CoheedandCambria.com. Uh, they are promoting their uh, highly anticipated new record, which is Vaxxus to a Window of the Waking Mind. And spiraling somewhere in the United States as we speak <laughs> on a bus Headed out on tour. He is joining us live. Please welcome the singer of the band, the man behind the music, Mr. Claudio Sanchez. This morning. Claudio, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure, man. Listen, I'm going to be straight up with you from from the very get-go because we're excited about having this interview. And I just have the smallest amount of knowledge of Coheed and Camry. I've been aware of you guys for a long time. I only know a few songs. And I was like, man... Do I kind of, you know, BS this guy and just pretend like I know all of his music and do the interview that way? But then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? You've got such diehard fans. The fans know about your music. They're going to go to your show. But how about the people that might not be that familiar with? And let's bring some new people on board this. And so I want to be one of those people. And and the reason I know I'm going to be one of those people is... I had the same type of sensation of just checking out and diving into your, your catalog in the last couple of days that I had when I first, uh, somebody turned me on to Rush, okay? So I'm a, I'm a prog guy, and, and Rush is my band. And when somebody played 2112 for me the first time, that was my first dive into conceptual music. And I was like, I was like Pinto in Animal House when he <laughs> finds out that an atom on your fingernail could be a tiny little universe. I was just like, I can't handle this. It's blown away. <laughs> So I'm I'm really open to diving deep into the world of Coheed and Cambria because it's a very dense universe. There's a lot of material there, and I, I bet you love hearing about people coming on board and 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 really experiencing the music. You know? Yeah. Well, you know that's actually a big conversation we have when making Baxis too with our A and R Johnny Minardi. It's just like you know Coheed and Cambria has been a band now like 20 years. And it's like, well, what does that look like to somebody coming on board? And it's not that different from, say, like somebody getting introduced to maybe the Star Wars universe and then un- and then realizing there's this whole mythology, this whole catalog of records behind them that's just, that's vast, you know? And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a conversation that, that I love, I love sort of having is like, you know, this is way more than just music. It's it's a it's a culture, um, you know, and all because, you know, I started it as a kid because uh, I was shy. I just had a hard time singing about myself and I was afraid to let people know about me. So I created a concept to hide behind. And and for those who don't know, Claudio, is that the, the band's work you know, now listen, there, there are concept albums. There's The Wall, and there's 2112, and there's Dark Side of the Moon, and these albums, 
that that have this entire you know project that's just filled with this story, and it's it's amazing. But the band's entire work, from what I understand, is all a conceptual piece. Is that a correct assumption or a correct uh, characterization? Yeah. Yep, with the exception of one record, which was called The Color Before the Sun, but everything else is part of a mythology I constructed, a science fiction epic called The Amory Wars, That's where so Coheed cool. and Cambria, <laughs> yeah, where Coheed and Cambria are essentially uh, in the first five stories are act as kind of the Adam and Eve. They sort of set the whole mythology off. And then everything else is really about their sons coming to, you know, coming into manhood, like an adolescent growing into a man and understanding like, his place within this universe that he essentially has control over. Um, and then after that, we kind of fall into this new story arc that we're working on called Vaxis. And that, you know, when I look at the Vaxis story arc and I think about myself in there, whereas like those original Coheed records, I see myself as the adolescent and I'm growing up, you know, mm-hmm. whereas in the Vaxis story arc, I see myself as the father, you know, and, uh, and that's really kind of the trajectory there. Those are the themes there is how a father deals with, you know, you know, the, the you know, the, 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 a man kind of coming into his own right. as a dad, basically. I, you know, so, uh, I love this I'm notion. Sorry. I would have been, and I, and I am now going to, cause I, I, just as Preston said, we're both fans of this kind of approach to music. It's, Few and far between these days, and, and it used to be the norm, and you would just get there and you would immerse and you would look at album art and you would be, what's the message? And you talk about album art, you've got the, the, the comic series. I mean, you've got all of this stuff that's dovetailing. I, you know, Preston, at 16 or 17, if you oh, found man. this band, you'd be outside the tour bus. Oh, yeah. yeah b- bugging the crap. <laughs> I mean, because honestly, I heard so many people that I respected and respect, Claudio, you're, the band's name would always come up. And I'm like, well, I love this stuff. And I... And so circuitously, I, I would experience it. Go, yeah, that's good. Not understanding, I mean, what is a very rare situation where it's not just simply a thematic concept album; it's a concept band. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That's a mind blower. Was that? Did you start to fall into it just through the growth of the band, or was that the modus operandi from day one? You know, so when I started writing material, uh, you know, I think I was about, uh, you know, I was a teenager. Right. And I and I became the singer of this band. And I, when I was writing the material for it, um, before it was Coheed and Cambria, I started to realize, like, I just had a hard time. I had a hard time singing songs about myself, putting my heart on my sleeve. But though they were, you know. Um, so I, I just didn't want anybody to go, oh, I know that person now because of the mm-hmm. music, you know. So so I constru- started to construct this, this concept. Um, so I took a trip to Paris, France in 1998. And there's where I started to construct the ideas of Coheed and Cambria, the characters, some of the first, some of the first songs on the first record. Um, just because I hadn't been anywhere, I, you know, I'm a New York kid. I, the furthest I had been was New Jersey. Like and now I'm in Paris, and it was so wonderful. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just really adopt this as a songwriter. You know, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm in my, I'm a teenager. I'm not yeah. like thinking that strategically, but right. you know, that's just what I thought. I was like, you know what? I'm shy. This is. Let's just let's just put this out there with a curtain, you know, and uh, and that's what I did. Um, and then, you know, when the band got signed in uh, 2001 to Equal Vision, an indie up in New York, they didn't like the name of the band we had at the time. And so Coheed and Cambria happened to be this project I was working on on the side and the band really liked it. And so with that, we adopted the name and I took the concept with me. And and it's just kind of been the you know, I guess from day one when 
the signing, yeah, I guess you could say it's it's always been the the thing. That's great. All right, so, so uh, you, you had mentioned um, you know entering this universe for the first time, and you had uh, sort of drawn the parallel between you know your music and let's say the Star Wars universe. So for us, right. the Star Wars universe is started with Episode Four. So if we were talking to somebody who had never seen a movie before, we might start with episode four and other people might say, no, you got to start with episode one. And then other people might say, no, you need to start with Rogue One or or whatever. So what I want to ask you, you know, 20 years later, and I've done this with other bands where I, you know, I discovered a band, you know, four records in, I'm like, okay, well, where do I start? Do I start with the newest stuff or do I go back to the beginning? So for you, for anybody who just hold heard shoulders for the first time, and that is their introduction to the band. Do you recommend starting there, or do you recommend going back to 2002 to the second stage Turbine Blade? Um, I think it's re- it's totally subjective. I mean, this answer changes all the time. It all depends on timing, right? Like, if we were to finish, say, the Vaxxas story, which is three more records, uh, uh, I w- that my, my answer to this question would be different. I would say, you know... I'm really proud of Vaxxas 2. I think Vaxxas 2 really kind of stands off on its own. I also really love the idea of, like, coming into something late and then discovering the fact that there's all this other stuff to consume. Um, but if I had to say, you know, Second Stage Turbine Blade is 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 basically the second part of the Amory Wars. That is the second part in this huge mythology that's probably going to ultimately be 12 parts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, that's the second part. Uh, the origin character, the origin story of those characters is in a record called Year of the Black Rainbow. So technically, that's the first. Here's the thing. So, sorry. Here's where my crazy gets <laughs> it's into so play. Right, it's all good. Every record has a numeric value. So Year of the Black Rainbow, year being singular, second stage turbine blade, second being two, year, uh, in keeping secrets of Silent Earth 3 is the third part, good Apollo 4. Oh, my. You know, so every record has its numeric value within... The, the the story the Vaxis story arc however that's that's sort of more cryptic uh the v for Vaxis stands for the roman numeral five and the axis in which all of the amory wars is now going to revolve so, so this is a little a little heady the, no 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 this is absolutely <laughs> I, I, and i love because i'm looking at a color code that explains a song can be exclusive like the, red for example a song can sometimes be exclusively from the point View a view of a character in the real. World. I mean, there's a breakdown of tone of tone of of who is speaking based on a color code. Your fan base is obviously very much into the minutia. We are as well for so many things that are are um, pop culture, and obviously you're a science fiction fan. Uh, so, so what yes. what has rocked your? I got to assume you're a Dune fan, correct? Oh, absolutely! Yes, yes. I, I love all versions of Dune. I love the I love the Frank Herbert book. I actually liked the David Lynch movie. I mean, when I saw that, I was a child. So, so did Stephen. No, yeah, I had no. Uh, We're fans as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah um, and I and I really love the new one. So yes, I'm definitely a fan of Dune. Definitely a fan of Star Wars. I also really like some like. I like Crawl. Are you guys familiar? Crawl, with the movie? of course, Crawl. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheesy goodness. Oh my that, that, god! That 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 sort of a star, that claw weapon, star yeah. that he would throw. It was awesome, yeah. yeah. The glade, the glade. Yeah, dude, I I yeah. wanted one of those so bad. Yeah, I, I totally. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> right, but like you know. So that was like the thing, right? So when I was a kid, like you'd sit watching HBO in in hopes that Star Wars would come on, and <laughs> HBO would give you like uh, the give you Crawl, they give you Ice Pirates. Ice, yes, Ice with Pirates? A, with a Robert Urich. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. Like, so those are, those are like sort of the, you know, those are like the science fiction movies that yeah. I got kind of brought up on. Uh, comic books, obviously. Uh, you know, anything sort of pop culture, like Sunday morning car- cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons, He-Man, G.I. Joe. I was Tron. just like very, I thought Tron, I think the, 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 the era that I grew up in, I mean, I'm a, a you know, pre-adolescence, I'm in the 80s. So uh, it's very character driven. You know, people yeah. are trying to sell toys, essentially. And like, so characters are very defined, even in like the most cheesy way. When you think of like, you know, G.I. Joe, you got Shipwreck, who's like you know, the, the, the sailor or, you know, so like. I think I was kind of lucky in that respect because I don't know that, that all that stuff really influenced me. Oh, we talk like, about this. Hard. Yeah, we talk about this, <laughs> especially from that period. Uh, we were just talking about the movie Alien Nation. Do you remember that with the? Uh, yep, absolutely. Right. All of yep. those were where they were very high concept, very easily consumable science fiction. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny because that gives me that gives us a fixed point at. What was your impetus for this? And it, and it all makes sense. Uh, but uh, that's very cool. So besides the comic book and the music, would every, since everything obviously has a very theatrical aspect to it, mm-hmm. would you take a foray into films? Have you? Is this something that we has actually happened and we're unaware of uh, that you've announced any plans for films? Because I think you'd your vision would be perfect for this. You know, uh, you know, we we've attempted it, but on a very grassroots sort of small level, not not, you know, not in a very serious way. Like, you know, no one's really come to approach us essentially. Okay. Like at one point, Mark Wahlberg tried to get involved, his uh, company Leverage, but it wasn't really. I mean, I think I think it was like the wrong time because okay. now I got to tell you, like, I get asked this question way more than I've ever, and I think it has a lot to do with maybe the Vaxis story arc because. A lot of the accompanying art, the story, is very photographic. It's very, very photorealistic, and it's easier to see, I think, than it's ever ha- it ever has been. Right. So uh, I get asked it a lot. So I have a feeling it's going to ha- it, it might happen. Um, and nothing right now, but it just you know it just feels like the wave is pushing in that direction. All right. Okay. So so Claudio, to that end, um, in 1998, when you're writing in Paris, you know, essentially you're creating this story arc, and, but the constant from 1998 until right now is, is the music, right? The music sort of is at the base of a lot of this stuff and a lot of what your career has become. However, in 2022, you're sitting on a tour bus and you're Zooming <laughs> with us and, you know, we're in completely different states. So obviously, and in many ways, the technology over that amount of time has changed vastly, which allows you to tell the story in many different ways. Which which part of the technology advancements that we've had over the last two decades is most appealing for Coheed and Cambria? Which, which part of it is just kind of a distraction? Like, what have you guys really embraced? And you're like, oh, my God, this is a really great way for us to tell the story in a way that we, we really want to. I mean, I definitely, I mean, I'm, I would always, I always want to see it kind of get played out in a live action. You know, just in the simplest form, whether it be television or movie. But there's so many other things now with, we have VR, we have metaverses, we have all sorts of stuff. And I think there's a lot of, of, of source material for us to draw from, um, you know, and that, and again, like that was never really my approach. It was really just to make, you know, comic books, essentially, just to tell these stories in a different way, watch them get up off the record and come to life. And now it's like, yeah, sure, movies and television, but there's just, there's so many other places to stretch. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard for me to wrap my head around all of them. But, you know, at this at this at this stage, I mean, I'd like to do everything. I mean, I think these characters are. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. I, I think the characters are, are really 
you know, when I see our fans and I see them resonate with certain characters, that's so insane to me, you know, because I, I never anticipated that. I never anticipated anybody to see themselves connect with a character. That was just not on the top of my head. And, like, when you see that fans have, like, a favorite, like you have Ambelina on their arm or, you know, uh, uh, Willem Ryan, and, you know, it's just like, wow, you... You know, that's like me resonating with, like, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Darth Vader, you know, it's so cool. No, so cool. absolutely. I, I want to I talk about the fandom uh, for a second here, and <clears throat> I'm going to lead this uh, part by saying that we got a tweet from a fellow musician, um, Claudio. It is a Peanut from 311, and he's listening right now. Uh, so he, oh, he right, tweeted right. at us. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Peanut, who's listening this morning. But you mentioned the fandom, and, I, and I'm going to give you an example. And, and this is a, this is a um, Killing Two Birds with One Stone, because I want to thank this listener. This morning I came in, and there was a box sitting over here in the studio. And I'm like, well, what the hell's that? And I read, I open it up, and first of all, it is a four-pack of the Rush beer, all right, that was sent to me, all right, and it came with a letter. It says, Preston, a beer to share with a fellow Rush fan. These are not for export in the USA, so I coordinated a delivery from Henderson Brewing Company in Toronto to an associate's friend in Ontario. It was then driven from Ontario to Michigan to his mother's house. A work associate drove from Michigan to Ohio. From Ohio, it was driven to Harrisburg, where I picked it up, and I drove it home to Langhorn, PA, and I now share a few with you. That is from Dean Gutierrez, an MMR listener. And so the reason I bring this up, A, I wanted to thank Dean. And second of all, in the world of progressive rock, you, uh, there, there is a connection with the fans that I think is unique to itself. And because of conceptual works like you guys do, uh, Claudio, there is, um, there's further discussion about the music other than I really like that song. Man, that rhythm's great. Or this guitar part's really awesome. It's... You start talking about the subtext of the characters yeah. and the stories and all that stuff, and it just makes for a really special fan base. And I wanted to get you know your impressions on that. Yes, we are we are so fortunate. I mean, our fan base is in, is just amazing that they get into all of those sorts of things. Like last uh, like fall, we did a, a cruise that sold out, and it was and everyone was super respectful. Um, it was just, you know, it's more of a family. You know, we see the same faces a lot of the time. We've created relationships with our fans. Um, you know, it's it's something that, again, like I, I just never thought I could only have dreamed of. Right. And it's like, hap- you know, it's like happening. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I wonder, lucky in it. I wonder uh, Claudia, how, how much of that connects to, uh, and you, you come from a point of, um, of being shy. And, I, you know, and I did stand-up comedy. I'm doing this now. But at the, initially, I was kind of shy. And there's, I think right. there's something, I think, that draws a certain... You, I, you don't want to make blanket statements. It's for everybody, obviously, if you endure. But I, I think you, you're probably connecting in a way, because that's well-known about, about you and, and your impetus for starting all this, that the, the people who don't feel that there's something quite for them, you're providing that. I mean, on a basic level, we can sense your joy over being able to do that. Would 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 right. that would that be your greatest accomplishment? You believe touching people who maybe up to now haven't found that thing that resonates for them? I think so, absolutely. I mean, it it's also like you know, it also provides something for me. Like again, going and being shy, it's like it's hard for me to walk into a room of people I don't know and be uh, be a personality. 
you know, I tend to kind of cower off. And that's <laughs> the whole idea of being, you know, the coheed line of one among the fence. I'm the one, you know, at the dance, like I'm the wallflower, you know, it's yeah. just not for me to, to be a loud personality and being on stage allows me to do that. And it allows me to be around people with like-minded a thing. And sure, maybe it's something that I created that everyone's into, but it allows me to like kind of be open, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. a starting place for a conversation and, and friendship. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, you know, um, maybe that is, I, I created friends. <laughs> you did. Yeah. You, you clearly did. If you're just tuning in, it's Claudio Sanchez, who's with the Coheed and Cambria, and they're going to be in town in July. Tickets go on sale with the show at the Leah Chorus Center uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, we played the song Shoulders as we were leading into the interview. You guys have a new song called The Liars Club. I saw the video, really cool animation. And and like I said at the top, Claudio, not being aware of, of the full body of work of Coheed and Cambria, Liars Club seems like it has a different tone to it from the other songs that I've kind of skimmed through in your catalog. Uh, dare I say, a little poppier. I mean, I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a better term, but um, but what, what's the story behind the song and the sound of it all? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of this material was written pre-pandemic, through the pandemic, um, and I was just kind of open to all ideas. You know, I figured, you know, you know, here's an opportunity for me to, to flex. Even Shoulders. Shoulders feels like a, a very new version. I mean, when that song was written, it was, you know, primarily because, you know, our a r had threw this idea at me. I, I was up for the challenge. I created it. I put it aside. It wasn't going to come. It wasn't going to happen, you know. And then I brought it to uh, my co-producer, uh, Zach Servini, and he was like, wow, this is a vibe that's not on the record. We should We should work with this. And that became a song. And Kind of the same thing for Liars Club, although Liars Club, I think, was a little more immediate um, because I knew that that was, you know, I thought that was a theme that I really wanted to express on the record. Like, who doesn't want to, you know, like embrace the lie sometimes, you know, when reality just isn't, you know, the way you see it. Um, so, oh, yeah. no, no, I was just I was I was um, I was just wondering as you were talking and, and, and talking about that in Preston's question. Um, and you mentioned Star Wars earlier. We have obviously we know you're a fan. Uh, I think of George Lucas, who had the original vision, and perhaps tries to go in different ways. And he, you know, uh-huh. he, he got he's, he got eaten alive by his own fan base. Um, do you feel Do you feel you get the latitude from your fan base to go out on these sort of creative ventures that might depart slightly from your sound? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because it's not something that's foreign from what we've done. I mean, it's definitely more, we're definitely stretching with yeah. this new record more so than we have in the past. But we've also laid the groundwork in past records to do things like this. Okay. Like if you guys fall into the uh, into the discography at all, um, you find songs like Evagria or Number City. Um, these are all songs that really kind of stretch outside of like what the comfort nucleus of what Coheed and Cambria does. So we're always kind of breaking out of that a bit. Um, but we do it more so with this record, and I think it's really more appropriate because because of the theme of the album, because the the mind is opening up for this one character, and we're starting to realize that it experiences infinite, inf- like the like all infinite outcomes. This one character of Vaxis is like you know consumed with like instead of seeing the world as we see it, he sees it as say, maybe the static of a television because he can see every outcome. At one moment, sounds like Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. But but almost so much, so much more that he can't, he physically can't can't 
re interact with any of them, if that makes any sense, into, a, into like a catatonic state because it's so consuming, so overwhelming. Um, and, that's, uh, and that's why I think, you know, it made sense conceptually to really kind of step outside of, the, like I said, uh, the, 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 the nucleus of what we do and kind of stretch. Like you'll hear songs like Disappearing Act, which really kind of stretches the uh, window of the waking mind. There's all, all sorts of stuff on this record. I'm really, really proud of it. And Liars Club, I thought, was a really cool, like, statement to put out there just to kind of get everyone's feet wet you know um i i love these concepts it's really deep and heady stuff but let's go back just a little bit did your old band break up because of an argument over gas money is that correct <laughs> no that's i don't know what no but where is that from that's like is that like a that's like a quidditch question that's wikipedia like a question. it was a wikipedia yeah. i'm like wait a what? minute we're like, what? So we definitely, we definitely almost, we almost broke up because of, because of, uh, well, there's, there are several moments, but like, to be completely honest, like when we first started, when we, Coheed first started back in 2002, like the attention to the band was so intense. Like we would play shows and opening for bands and we would play. And once we were done, like the place would empty. Oh, Jeez. It was it was like severe. Like we had no idea that that we were we had that impact at that time. And and so it really got to me as like the guy with the hair, the focus point. It like I didn't realize like how much of a magnet I would I would become. And it it, it kind of scared me. Like so much so that, you know, I I did. I I broke down and gas money wasn't never you know, that might have been like, who the hell knows? I have no idea. But for real, like, you know, uh you know, my mentality was like disintegrating. Like, wow. I, and you know, coming from like a person that, you know, again, like I, I am, I am very much an introvert. It was really hard to be like to have that so, so much attention when I grew up in my adolescence with none. Huh. Um, so, you know, yeah. Were you guys wow. were you guys friends first or bandmates first? Do you think? Travis and I have been friends since we were thirteen. Like wow. we start. Like I met him. Uh, through a mutual friend who wanted to start a band. So I guess we were bandmates before we even became friends, if that makes any sense. Before yeah. we even met, we were going to be in a band. Uh, but Travis is like my, you know, Travis is my brother. I mean, we friggin' it's so <laughs> wild how, like, insane like insane and in sync we are and how how at one point we, we'll, we want to kiss each other and at another point we want to just strangle each right. other. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah, so we've been friends forever. Um, Josh, I had known uh, because our bands had played together. He was in a different band and our scenes had crossed paths. And uh, and I remember this one story when Josh and I were like, we were drinking one time after a show. We were in different bands at the time and we were on the side of a house, you know, urinating or whatever. <laughs> and I said to him, and his band, to be honest, had been signed to Universal already. They were off and about to become something. Uh, but things had happened. And I had said to him, I said, you know, one day we're going to play in the band together. And he was like, oh, yeah, right. Like, you know, because their 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 career was starting. And uh, and uh, here we are. So Josh is, you know, Josh, I guess we had been friends, you know, I guess in a band first. I, I'm not entirely sure how to answer that. But <laughs> but to be honest, like Josh, just to just to go off, you know, I, I I play in a band with like some of the greatest musicians. I think they get they're in my in my opinion i think they're very underrated um they don't really get like the like josh i mean i don't know if you guys have ever seen us play but he's like one of my the worst parts of my job is i don't really get to watch josh play 
because he is a he he's just such a animated beautiful piece of art when he's behind the kit and uh you know i just think uh he needs more recognition as well as travis just very interesting people and zach zach is actually the newest member of the band i mean well when you say that it's like 10 years because our bass player original bass player got arrested for robbing a walgreens i don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> yeah yeah that's better um, than the gas money story <laughs> we, we were aware no but it's interesting how you know you you evolve as a band and how you have to like learn how to like be around each other in a whole bunch of different settings you're talking about tour buses you know pre-show on stage post-show and you know these are things that you just sort of have to like learn about each other and you know like you didn't make a vow to one another, you know, on an altar in front of a you know a whole bunch of people, but like you want to make this work because uh, it did work at, at a certain point. So, uh, you know, the the band today is different than the band five years ago. Is different than the band ten years ago. And do you know what I mean? Absolutely, I totally know what you mean because it is. It's nobody really understands like what it's like to be locked in a van, mm-hmm. right? That's that's how we came up. It was, you know, five guys in a van, you know, well, initially, yeah, five guys, one, you know, and uh, four members. But you do, you start to see personalities and people like, you become family, you know? It's yeah. like, li- you know, living with, you know, who you're blood born to be with. Now you're in a van doing that, you know, and the quarters are way smaller, yeah. you yeah, know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Right. So it's like, you know, and you start start to see these parts of people manifest, myself included, that it's like, wow, you know, you really, really get to know people yeah. um, in a way that you don't with others. And, you know, now we're lucky. This life has afforded us the opportunity for the luxuries of buses and, you know, hotel rooms and things like that. And, you know, 20 years into it, like we all really have come to love what we do, whereas like through that 20 year stretch, there may have been times where we really disliked it right. um you know and not and not the artistic part but just the the living you know uh but for the most part i mean every day it feels like somebody talks about how excited and how grateful we are to be out here. wow that's great it's, that's such great. A great that's, yeah it's, it's an awesome place to be man and and, and your fans are, are loving that, that that you guys are having the success you are and you're coming to town and people have been stoked about the release of this album. So it's really cool. And judging by just glancing over our text messages, you got a bunch of new fans from sitting down and talking with us, too, <laughs> which is great. Oh, so, sick. I, I, I love it. So the Leah Chorus Center, July 27th, and uh, tickets are available tomorrow at 10 a.m. Coheed and Cambria.com. The new album, Vaxxas 2, A Window of the Waking Mind. Make sure you get that. We've been playing some songs from the album. And uh, we're just excited. Thanks so much for coming on this morning, Claudio, and continued success to you and the band, brother. Oh, thank you very much. And thank you for having me. This was awesome. I had a really good time. Excellent. Awesome. Claudio Sanchez, guys, Yay! of Coheed and Cambria. And they're the real deal, man. They uh, their, their body of work is is dense. It is just, it's, and, and by that, I just don't mean by heavy in the music. There's, heavy, there's a lot in the story. Well... This is, this is everything that, again, you know, when I was, we, we were getting concept albums, you were getting thematic albums and all that stuff, and you'd you'd be in that world. This speaks to exactly that. So I'm going to start moving through yeah. the music because I, I really like what I've been hearing. Yeah. Yep. And I, I love the whole concept uh, of, you know, this thing that is, band it is, is the band. Yeah. It's so Neat. cool. And press, I, I almost opened up a whole new uh, door of conversation there because we were talking about being locked in a van with people, and I just kept thinking about 
the the book that you turned me on to, um, Project uh, Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Oh, Hail Mary. Yeah. Where you know <laughs> the, the, they're they're in space and they they put these astronauts into suspended animation, and it's not because they don't want them to age. It's because if they had them in a spaceship for as long as they did, they would murder each other. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's a legit thing. And so when you have these bands that are just on tour, and, and they're on tour for the rest of you know this month and through March, and then all through the summer, like when you're locked in a in a room with people, just think about how much you guys want to kill me after five hours of being in the studio, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. times that by a thousand. We'll throw you on a bus with us. <laughs> uh, we love you though, man. All right, so uh, our next guest, uh, we spoke to a while back. Uh, he's he's a pizza man. Pizza man. The clip? Wait, yes, wait, we know. Yeah. Oh, pizza man. Pizza man. Guess who's here? It's the pizza man. So, <laughs> dude, wait. Yeah. <laughs> one more. One more time. Okay. Oh, pizza man. Pizza man. Guess who's here? It's the pizza man. All right. So <laughs> when COVID started. He had a bunch of pizza dough, and he decided to do something with yeah. it. And he started essentially selling it out of his of his window. <laughs> That's yes. And we spoke to him at the beginning, but we'll rehash all that. Please welcome Ben Berman yeah. to the show, the founder of Good Pizza Philly, uh, partnering with Phil Abundance. Hey Ben, how you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing really, really well. Thank you so much for having me. That's the new jingle for <laughs> your uh, your pizza company now. Uh, so kind of you guys to put that together. Everyone's going to love it, I think. All right, so remind us of the story, Ben, and then we'll then we'll bring uh, we'll bring everything up to the now of uh, you yeah. when you started this pizza uh, adventure. Yeah, it was simple. I was making pizza a lot in my apartment. You know, I always loved to cook. Spent a lot of my early career in restaurants, and when I was in grad school, I was just making pizza as a way to make friends. But when the pandemic hit, I had this dough that I was expecting to have friends over to make pizza with. And sort of realized that it wasn't a good idea to have people in my apartment that second week in March of 2020. Yeah. And so just to try to make people smile, I made the pizza. I put it in some tinfoil. I put it in a plastic bag. And I told friends if they came over, I'd lower it out my window instead. Didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And I started doing it every week. And people saw it. And so the other people, people that I didn't know on the street were asking how they could get a slice. And (laughs) one thing led led to another. And next thing we know, we are giving away pizza every Sunday night. I'm lowering it out my window to people, and, and we're raising money for hunger relief in Philadelphia. Wow. All right. And then now uh, Phil Abundance has gotten on board, and they want to uh, partner and use it through their kitchens as well, correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. So I was running Good Pizza Just Me out of a tiny electric oven during the whole uh, pandemic from March 2020 until I graduated from school in May of last year. And when I graduated, you know, moving back to New York City and, and wanted to find a way to keep good pizza going in some way, I wanted it to continue to do good for the community. And I've been giving to Phil Abundance since the very beginning. I think they're such an incredible organization. And they have an amazing program called the Phil Abundance Community Kitchen. That is not only a training program for low to no income individuals, but also produces 8,000 meals a week for the community. And so what we've done it with Good Pizza is we've actually landed Good Pizza at PCK as the new entrepreneurship program in their facility. And so now the students as part of that culinary training program are going to own good pizza end to end. They're going to make the 20 pizzas a week and no. the folks in Philadelphia can still get good pizza and still give money to these amazing causes. But wow. It's awesome. Um, as you are aware, we're, we're uh, you know, absolutely entwined in, in Phil Abundance and, and, uh, and doing all of that for the, for uh, so many years. And then one of the aspects of Phil Abundance 
that has always made it so cool and so enticing for us and other charities is that they do things like that, you know, with their even just the methodology by which uh, people can go by and get food is 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 doesn't demean. It's all done with, you know, with such a positive intent. This program sounds like a winner. uh, And uh, and so uh, if someone is interested in getting your pizza, how do they go about doing this and helping out Phil Abundance as well? Yes, yeah, so the same process as before, which is part of the, the exciting part of this. You go to goodpizzaphl.com. The lottery system is up on there. They're going to do it every week. You can enter now. And every week, they'll start making pizzas for the community. Now there's delivery. You don't have to go to my apartment in Center City anymore and wait for a box. So they'll deliver it right to your house, um, ask for donations to fill abundance. Every single dollar goes back to the community. And that's what's been amazing about Good Pizza since the very beginning. Now, Ben, I have to ask about the pizza itself. Was it the novelty of lowering it out of a window, or did it really just taste so good that everybody went crazy over it? I can't believe you guys never tried it. The pizza's actually really good. I'm, I really mean that. I'm really proud of it. Like, well, we, we trust us. We we, we want to try, though. We'll we definitely yes. be safe. Yeah. Like yeah, and listen, we'll Ben, I want to ask because uh, I started making my own pizzas at home. Uh, you know, Ooh. I make my own dough. I've been using yeah. store-bought um, sauce, and so that's a new venture that I'm going to take in, into, you know, creating my own sauce. But I wanted to ask you about what blended cheese do you like because I like using a provolone mozzarella blend. Oh, I like that. That's okay. nice. So what I like to do is a little salty, hard cheese on the bottom, right on the sauce, on pecorino, right, right to start. And then I go Fontina, two kinds of mozzarella. So you go the hard mozzarella and the fresh mozzarella. Mm-hmm. That goes in the oven, and then you hit it with some parm when it comes out. That's five cheeses, but that's been my secret. I think he's got you beat, Casey. No, he yeah. totally does. He's, he's Not a competition. Not even a competition. Just uh, six more cheeses, and you got to <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Phil Abundance has already received other donations to help out because Hormel donated 500 pounds pepperoni. Uh, King Arthur flour, uh, their, their King Arthur is offering up flour for a year and a $20,000 donation. Uh, Cabot mozzarella cheese and uh, Lloyd pans, uh, with three pans, it says four and three for 50% of. So all these people are, are chipping in. Right, right. And making this thing, you know, as successful as it can be. I love it. I, yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the story would live quite nicely as an inspiring Disney movie that about this charity that started from lowering pizza the pizza man right. you could even use that as a theme song but um i mean that in itself is an inspiring cool story have See, you thought about chronicling that if disney's listening i'm, I'm for that uh let's do it. It, it honestly i'm so humbled by this whole experience i, I really mean it i i started making pizza just to make friends laugh Ben, and maybe you could maybe you be... could teach a rat how to make the pizza, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that would yeah. that, that's a film pizza right? tui, yeah, pizza tui. I like it. That's right. Wow, that's right. Well, good on you, man. This is uh, wonderful news, and uh, partnering with one of our our favorite organizations. It's really cool. We're happy for you, and that that you're doing such great things, and and we appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks you for got helping it. tell our story. All right, let's hear for the pizza yeah. man, Ben Berman. Pizza man. He's the pizza man. Pizza man. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's here? It's the pizza man. <laughs> <laughs> and that took over from, I was going to have this one ready, but. All right, what's this? Time to deliver a pizza ball. Oh, come on. Time to deliver a pizza ball. Foggy, of course. Time to deliver a pizza ball. That's so good. I wonder if we could put those two together, like in this yeah. break. In that in that instrumental break, that way you wouldn't be able to do it because they're both on the same thing. Well, I might be able to. Oh, you mean at the same exact time? So that time? you put that yeah. in, yeah, yeah. So in the musical that, break, yeah. yeah. Mm, I think that would work. How long is that break? Uh, hey, let's find out. Hang on, we got to play. Time to deliver a pizza ball. Time to deliver a pizza ball. 
10 seconds. Okay, we can and get then, that in there. And the clip, the Pizza Man clip, is only six seconds, seven yeah. seconds tops, and uh, that would fit. Are you talking about putting them to, like... Yeah, yeah. That yeah during the instrumental section, yeah. playing Charlie, going, oh. it's the Pizza Man. Pizza okay. Man's here. Yeah, Marissa can do that. All right, we'll have to do it another time. <laughs> hey, by the way, just real quick, I want to make everybody aware of the yes. fact, because we just talked to Claudio Sanchez, uh, that Jackson and Sarah, they were going to have tickets all week. Ooh. Or the rest of the week oh, to nice. go away to that show. I okay. love that. All right. Well, uh, well, they have those tickets. Yes. I have these tickets. The Firefly Festival. Oh. Yeah, I have weekend tickets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> September 22nd through the 25th, and we'll take the 25th caller at 215-263-WMMR. Of course, it's to the Woodlands in Dover, Delaware. Uh, Green Day, My Chemical Romance, Weezer, and dozens more bands and artists will be performing, and they span various musical genres. Tickets go on sale Monday at 10 a.m. via FireflyFestival.com. You get complete details at WMMR.com. So... Keep that in mind. Uh, caller number 25 will get you those tickets. Call now. Did you know that Kathy is the centerfold of the new Eddie Bauer calendar? No. Oh, <laughs> yes. I almost played uh, I'm a Lumberjack uh, this morning for her. <laughs> She's wearing, She's wearing the, what looks like the most comfortable Lumberjack shirt. Red plaid. Yeah. The jacket. A jacket? Oh, really? A shirt jacket. A shirt jacket? Oh, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all um, night and I walk Can you stand up so I can see what... I, I don't know what a jacket... I thought it was when you crapped in your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that look it's like... It's just like... A, it's not like a full coat and it's not... Okay. Just, it looks really comfortable. It's like a warm shirt is what it is. That looks really comfortable. I need a jacket or shants. <laughs> Chance might look good. Is on it you. warm? Are jackets a fairly common thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, very. And Nick's asking if it's warm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the point of it. Yeah, yeah. it's like warmer than just a regular shirt, but it's not a full-on, you know, heavy coat. Maybe we should all get jackets. <laughs> it looks big and baggy. What are you talking about? You're the velour man. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I you... count on you for my velour. <laughs> Your velour friends help us out with Preston to Steve jackets. All right. Yeah. We'll put in a request. Velour jacket. Yes. Velour that's hey. a band name. There's a new part. Yeah. The velour. <laughs> Preston. The jackets. Would that be? A vacuum? Vashak. Yeah. How do you spell velour? V E L O U R. Leave off the last S for savings. Velours. Velour shackles. All right. Yep. That's All very right. name. Put mm-hmm. the last It's like underwears. <laughs> It's going right above. Don't be afraid of Theo. Oh, that's like, that's I, I think that was a. Was that an album? No, that was a band. Don't be afraid of Theo. And then the one underneath that is Sunboner. <laughs> Very sometime in the near future. Well, we'll go through my band name list. I, I don't have. I, I I finally kept started keeping track about a year ago. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah, uh, Marissa made the edit on the oh, okay. on the pizza song. So All this right. would be the the full pizza right. jingle. Here we go. That's it. Great. That's it. Yeah. You're a genius. It works. All right. With that, let's take a break. Caller 25, we are going to give you the tickets to the Firefly Festival. Bizarre File is coming up next. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right. And this month's band is Pawn Shop Roses. I'm so happy you found me. 
Shop Roses, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Um, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, it is brought to you this morning by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Voted best overall gaming resort in Pennsylvania. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A man was placed on arrest after he allegedly broke into the Franklin Park Zoo in Boston and tried to gain access to the tiger enclosure on Monday morning. Another one of these people, Matthew Abraham, broke into the zoo by climbing over a gate and, uh, and uh, around 9 a.m. And Abraham had apparently told a local news station, a lady let me in, and after I was let in, I saw the caretaker by the tiger, and I'm interested in psychology of predatory animals such as tigers and lions. Mm-hmm. A preliminary investigation indicated that he scaled multiple fences in his attempt to get to the tigers. Hey, everybody, he's interested in lions. <laughs> 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 come on over. Well, we got an authentic guy who's interested in lions. Why don't you come on over? Uh, so in, in his attempt to get to the Tigers, and he ignored multiple posted signs advising the public to stay out of the area. When asked, for other people. When asked why he did it, troopers said Abraham responded that he had an interest in the animals. He said, I thought since there was a fence, I wasn't encroaching on his territory, and I thought I, it would be okay and I just wanted to get close to it. Uh, security staff detained him as he tried to get into the tiger enclosure. Uh, Boston EMS responded to the zoo to evaluate him and determine that he was mentally competent. Uh, the tiger was in his cage, Abraham said. The tiger saw me and growled at me, and that was all. Uh, he was taken into custody in charge of trespassing and disorderly conduct. You know, from your vantage point at a zoo, you never can go. It's like that scene in uh, Anchorman when Will Ferrell goes into the bear enclosure goes, they're a lot bigger yes, down here. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. A moose on the loose in Massachusetts City was tranquilized Tuesday and moved to a more appropriate setting. Why don't you Thank forget you. the moose for a moment? Uh, the moose spotted roaming around a densely populated neighborhood was tranquilized by the Massachusetts Environmental Police at about 10 a.m., tagged and taken to a wildlife management she area. Horse party. Uh, uh, forever. Forever. Uh, Martin Fian, a deer moose biologist for the State Division of Fisheries, uh, said it took two tranquilizer darts to get the six-year-old female to sleep. I uh, said everything went smoothly. We deal with it about four or five times a, 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 each year. Everything's hunky dory. And she's a pretty healthy moose. He said roughly a uh, six hundred pound moose, and was likely looking for food. Uh, suburban areas are planted with an abundance of soft ornamental shrubs and trees that are rich in calories needed by breeding cows. I wonder if a, if a, a zoo or a uh, nature reserve has ever had a. Moose as a you never like you'll never see a moose at a zoo, right? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> right? It's a very good question. Uh, are, are they not sure? Right? Are they, they not zoo animals? Right? Sure. No, I mean you don't see deer at the zoo, right? But you see them all over the place. It's not like you're yeah. encountering. I mean, you know, you do see deer at the zoo. You do. Um, you got to go to the deer zoo. Elmwood uh, Park has uh, has deer in the in their zoo. They have yeah. ice cream. I think so. Where? 
There is something in that back left corner. He's not always there. What it's is that? It's a moose that? deer. It's not a moose. I don't think it's a deer, though. It's a mirror. Yeah. It's a jacket. I have seen deer in... Elk? in uh, or maybe it, maybe it was at Hershey Park Zoo. Okay. I saw a deer. I'm not 100%. Sure. I was at the Cape May Zoo one time in, in the lion enclosure. Oh, this poor bird. He flew into the lion enclosure, and the lion was like, mm, thanks, and just snarfed this thing down. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Maybe uh, there was delivery. Uh, <laughs> Steve, we did find that uh, they do have moose in zoos. Uh-huh. Do they? Uh, Why yeah. don't I've... you forget the moose? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a moose in a zoo. This is the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo in Tahoma. Why don't I go there all more often? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, we'll get you season passes. <laughs> there's a woman next to this uh, feeding this moose. He is just massive. You know their slogan. Just massive. We got a moose. We got a moose. <laughs> That's their slogan. <laughs> That's a good slogan. <laughs> Come on out. We got a moose. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. bad, improper English, but it still works. Right. A Molden man was arrested Sunday after he reportedly stabbed a man for not flushing the toilet at Back Bay Station in Boston. Here's another Boston story. Yeah. Uh, Hector Avedido. That's where the this is where the guy was going into the tiger enclosure. Yeah. All right. So Hector Avedido was charged with assault with a dangerous weapon. Transit police said that they were called to the Back Bay Station for a report of an assault around 8 a.m. When they arrived, the victim, a 33-year-old Boston man, spoke to officers and showed them a stab wound on his hand. Uh, The victim told officers that uh, he was inside a stall in the men's bathroom in the lobby when a man later uh, identified as Abedado entered. Abedado reportedly told the victim that he needed to flush the toilet while the victim was inside the stall. Police said the victim responded by telling Avedado that he should mind his own business when it comes to personal bathroom habits. The two men then argued. Oh, yeah? Avedado hadn't seen... Yeah, flesh flesh the water. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Avedado hadn't seen who he had been arguing with, so he was going around to people in the station asking who was talking S in the bathroom. Police said the victim identified himself with Avedado when he left the bathroom, and they got into a fist fight. Okay, was he asking for a courtesy flush? or just I think so, yeah. Oh. So the dude, the dude was in the stall by himself, Yes, and he asked him to flush the toilet. Eh. Shut up. Yeah. Avedato, you don't ask for a courtesy <laughs> it, it, flush. It's a courtesy, but you can't request one. No, no unless you, you don't know I think person. someone who's civilized yeah. will do it. Yeah. Avedato eventually, eventually stabbed the victim before fleeing the station, uh, transit police said they chased him on foot, finding him. You're in the him, stall in there. Can you dip your balls in the water? And arresting him, <laughs> and they found a knife on his person oh. as well. All right, and then one more. Oh, yeah, man, this is wild. One final story here. A man who was possibly using a knife while driving Sunday morning died when he struck a parked car and stabbed himself. Oh, my God. For what was he using the knife? Listen to this. So the accident caused a chain reaction crash involving five other cars. At about 524 a.m. on Sunday, a 28-year-old man driving a Lexus veered to the right for an unknown reason and struck a parked vehicle. The impact deployed the car's airbag. The driver was transported to a local hospital where he died. Now, officials who arrived at the scene found a heavy amount of blood inside the car, a knife, and protein powder Mm. spread throughout the vehicle. At the hospital, a stab wound was found in the victim's neck. And officials suspect the man may have been using the knife to stir and mix the protein powder into a container of water when he became distracted and crashed. God. And then the the airbag deployed, and that shot the knife up into his neck. On long drives, I will occasionally whittle duck calls. Yeah. 
But it, it may have been a butter knife. I don't know. Yeah. It may have been the only thing he had in the car, and he realized he needed yeah. to make yeah. something real quick, so he just used what he had. He could have shaken it up, put the lid back on. I, he might not have had a lid. I don't know. Uh, he so could have whittled one. A, there were no reports of other injuries in the five other cars that were damaged as a result of the crash. So he was probably distracted by stirring that thing. The distraction made him hit the car. Airbag deploys. Knife goes up in the neck. Oh. Dead. That is wild. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. As we take a break, let's give away some passes to the Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Our buddy Jeff Devlin will be there. Yes. He was on yesterday. And we'll take uh, three callers now. 215-263-WMO. Our first three callers. Your project begins here. The ideal place to find great deals, new ideas, and practical advice. You can save on tickets at fillinghomeandgarden.com, discount courtesy of Xfinity. So we'll take those callers. We'll set you up. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get to our lesson question, the trash and music news. So stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Savings are in bloom at Acme. Get four times reward points with your Acme for You app. Look for the specially marked tags on participating items throughout the store and redeem your Acme rewards for free grocery items. Or save up to a dollar per gallon on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Look for your savings in bloom bonus reward points only at Acme. Valid now through April 28th. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. Download the Acme app or visit acnemarkets.com for more details. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston and Steve Show. Thursday morning, we get our letter of the day in a little while. Very cool prize. A little action with Batman in New York City. A little overnight thing, dinner, the whole deal. Be able to go see the show at the That's Lincoln great. Center. Yeah, so we'll get the letter at the end of the show and then give it away tomorrow. Tomorrow's on Friday. You're only going to need three letters to win that sucker, so it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Were you egging him on? No, yeah. I did it, and then I was like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> oh, is it hurting your ears? Oh, no, no, oh, no! Okay. I love it. Okay, that, that, fortunately, that you know what does hurt my ears what? when Casey yells. I stopped. Not even on the microphone. Okay, I hear it through my my. Wow. it goes through yeah. my headphones. He he can be, be very very loud, and uh -huh. he has tamped it down. And I appreciate that. That's normally at the beginning of sports. <laughs> And then what was the other yell I had you? It's, a, uh, it's the beginning of the show and the beginning of sports. And I used it as like sort of a primal screen to sort of wake myself up a I little know. bit. Um, that's right. I just, I go to the bathroom. I scream right over here, but it doesn't it seem it to affect you. Yeah, because yeah. he's in proximity. Right, he's right, he's yeah. closer to me. And, and uh, it's, it's my tinnitus is my hearing thing. So Would you like me to scream more often? Nick, <laughs> I would, uh, I think my head would fall off of my <laughs> shoulders if you were to be too close to me and scream. Nick, I, st I still want to do someday when we are... Readily welcoming listeners back in the studio, our loudest listener. We'll see if anybody is, can yell louder than Nick. Steve, you know what's funny? When you do the yoo-hoo, I laugh, and it, uh, it, it doesn't bother me at all. But when you do the high-pitched, the ho, that, that, like, for whatever reason, oh. that gets my ears. It, well, that's interesting. I, I, don't, I don't know why, because the they're not that different. I, right. Sonically, they're not that much different. But the, uh, the tinnitus thing is, uh, you know, and, and obviously, I, I've had more people tell me they have tinnitus mm. In the recent, you know, year of, or have developed it. And I wonder if it's just people becoming aware of what it is mm. or people's listening habits mm. promoting it. Or yeah, I don't it. know. Is it your friends? Because our friends are getting older along with us as well. The, yeah. the older you get, the Even more. Even younger. Like, it, okay. does, it doesn't, it seems Man. to transcend. 
I saw I saw an Instagram ad the other day. It was some kind of gummy CBD thing, I and it says that. it's cured my tinnitus. And I'm like, man, listen, <laughs> no, it if had. that were legit, doctors would be yeah. telling you to take this all yeah. the time. Preston. You know, I mean. Before you feel bad about okay. that, I used an ointment that promised to stop the spread of vitiligo. Oh, yeah. It basically was like this blue paste. I look like a Smurf. And, <laughs> and I did my research on right, it. Right, You know, this was a while ago. And then I just said, you know what? I'm cool with the vitiligo. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, Cannabis and Tinnitus Sound Relief Hearing Center. It says in one 2015 study, researchers used CBD to treat lab rats and it actually worsened the rat's tinnitus symptoms. However, <laughs> CBD has been used to treat some other neurological disorders like epilepsy. Cannabis has not been proven as an effective treatment of tinnitus. Yeah, oh, you've been you researching that for about for about tw- 40, 40 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> Keep smoking. Uh, yeah, yeah, right at about 40 years. Yeah, Think about all the stuff that's been repurposed like like uh, all of the um, ED drugs that are having oh, yeah. curing everything. Yeah, yeah. And the, and in Dude, fact, it was in the junk drawer or in the, yeah. the whatever one we did today, the general store yeah. or whatever. There's a story about dogs and how uh, essentially solendophil, is that how you say it, which is the generic version of Viagra, is helping with an eating disorder problem they're having. They have issues where they can't swallow. So you'll have yeah. to like give them like liquids and stuff like that. Boner medicine is saving dogs. Yeah, yeah, for real. And so. boner medicine didn't start as boner medicine. It was no. something. For the heart, right? Yeah, yes. something or else. Like, like circulation? circulation? Yes, yeah. Solendophil. Yeah, and then they found out people were walking around with... Non-stop boner. Why does your dog have constant wood? We can repurpose this. Oh, God, that's all you need. Speaking of wood, uh, we have a new Daily Rush video, and it is called What the Hell is This Machine? And it was that, you know, front and back massage. That's a good one. Which is uh, definitely... Are we getting one? I don't know, but I I think... think Marissa has it at her house. In that Western order one. (laughs) There's a guy... How do I use this again? There's a there's a liter- I think he's called the butt plug guy yeah, yeah. or something like that on Twitter who he- heard about our discussion yes, right. and was uh, all excited about it. So the description says Kathy hates it, Bill Weston dumped it, Bono likes it, Eddie Vedder is intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> and you can watch the Daily Rush video to find out what we're talking about, and you'll see. I assume we show the uh, the picture, uh, the video. Yeah. There's a little uh, video of, of this contraption. <laughs> Uh, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet, and you can learn more at Xfinity.com. So that is the latest Daily Rush video. Uh, yes, Kathy? No, I just wanted to um, say hi to somebody. Uh, the Trombino Hair Company in Yardley, Bucks County, uh, has us on in their salon, and they're listening to us this morning. Oh, so uh, oh. thank you to Doug and everyone at the Trombino Hair Company. Tune in just in time for the butt plug chat. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. The hair company? Do they Are they wigs and stuff? No, no, no. It's like a, it's a barbershop. A salon. Oh, yeah. a barbershop. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys. We appreciate it. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a $150 Fogata Show gift card. If you can answer this one correctly, in the future, babies will come out from where? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. In the future, babies will come out from where? And I think that was in the year 3021. Yes. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, 
guaranteed. What's going on, Steve? Well, I don't know if you saw this, but the horse Medina Spirit has been stripped of his 2021 Kentucky Derby uh, title after beta-methasone was confirmed in his blood on race day. As far as how the horse got the drug, police are reportedly questioning a sheep of interest. A ranting man was arrested in front of Baywatch actresses Alexandra Daddario's home on Saturday morning. The man was apparently irated to Dario for causing him a, quote, near-lethal case of blue balls. Oh, wow. And finally, Brad Pitt accusing ex-wife Angelina Jolie of secretly selling her interest in a winery uh, to a Russian oligarch for $30 million. Jolie countered, though, by claiming that Pitt still has her neutral bullet. No. So there you go. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trip. Right, we're going to try and get an answer to this question if we can. In the future, babies will come out from where? 215-263-WMMR. Caller is CJ that we're going to go to. Hey, CJ, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Good, buddy. All right, so in the future, babies will come out from where? Your fingers. The fingers, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hang on, CJ. Just got yourself a $150 Fogo to Show gift card, and you can try the new favorites like their fire-roasted uh, pecana or richly marbled ribeye as part of the full churrasco experience and pair them with Fogo's extensive collection of South American wines. You can make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. It'll be pretty short music news for you. Just have two things to get to. We'll start with this one. The Offsprings Dexter Holland will deliver the commencement speech for USC's Keck School of Medicine Whoa. on May 14th. That's pretty awesome. Holland, uh, Holland has earned... He's a proud kecker. Well, he has three degrees from USC, including his PhD in molecular biology. It's amazing. Uh, he said, we live in an incredibly exciting time at the crossroads of advanced medical technolo- technology and breakthroughs in research. Recent innovations such as CRISPR gene editing and mRNA technologies have blown the doors open to the possibilities that medical intervention can provide. And I'm exciting to applaud the Keck School of Medicine class of 2022 as they begin their careers during this amazing time. Other little-known facts about Holland include that he is a licensed pilot and he created the Gringo Bandito Hot Sauce. I think he brought us yeah. out here yeah. one time, he which is, is really uh, cool. Was that around MMR Barbecue we got some? Was I'm it? not sure. Yeah. A lot of irons in the fire, as they say. And then one last story. Like I said, it's a shorty for you here. Uh, Green Day posted a snip of new music on their social media pages. Uh, The short video is the latest in a series of teasers from the band in recent months. Uh, This new 10-second clip features uh, the logo of Billy Joe Armstrong's defunct Adeline Records, some footage of graffiti being sprayed, a studio, and then the band driving around in a convertible car. At one point in the clip, the numbers 1972 flash up on the screen yet again, just like in the previous teases. And fans online pointed out that all three members of the band, Armstrong, Mike Durant, and Trey Cool, were born in 1972, and that it could be a 50th birthday album for them. There's uh, another thing, I don't know if you want to go to press, there's an audio clip of uh, Eddie Vedder getting a little emotional about the um, the death of the Screaming Trees. Oh, yes. Again, yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's hear a little bit of that. Here we go. Felt good last night, and then excited to do it again. And then, you know, I, I got I got here uh, about four o'clock, and and all of a sudden got 
my body started shaking a little bit, and um, I started to feel um, really terrible. And and I think it was because I was having an allergic reaction to sadness because we lost. Um, oh my God! Was a guy called Mark Lanigan, and. Uh, Oh, man, he's getting a little choked up. He is, yeah. Here's the person videoing. Here's uh, more about that. You them. know, there are a lot, of, a lot of really great musicians. Some some people know Seattle because of the musicians that have, that have come out of the great Northwest. Some of those guys were, were one-of-a-kind singers, and Mark was certainly that. And, and with such a strong voice, it's hard to um, come to terms, at least uh, at this point, that... Um, uh, yeah, but he's going to be deeply missed. Oh, man, that's sad news. Yeah, he was losing it. Yep. All right, well, we're going to end on a sad note. Uh, but you know what? Let's turn things up yes. just a little bit and give away some of these passes that I have for Studio 666, the Foo Fighters film. Uh, and you'll be qualified for a Foo Fighters signed movie poster. Now, here's the thing. It, I don't know where you're going to go see the movie. It doesn't say here. Uh, but, uh, we'll take, uh, callers 10 and 11 and we'll give you those movie passes to one, five, two, six, three WMMR. Hmm. Uh, it says rock and roll hall of famers, Foo Fighters face their demons, making a killer record in a mansion with supernatural forces, uh, that threaten the album and their live studio six, six, six only in theaters, February 25th. You can visit studio six, six, six movie.com to buy tickets, but yeah. So this it. is for after the release, you can use your pass. Oh, so these are what they call yeah. run of engagement passes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll take, yeah. I forgot what number of callers I said. <laughs> Connor will get winners. All right. All right. Two, one, five, two, six, three, W M R. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll get some winners. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap it up. Make sure that you stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. In the Preston and Steve radio program, finishing up our duties for the day. And uh, just uh, getting ready for a Friday edition of the program tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, No Sad Bro all day tomorrow. You can start No Sad Bro and now, right now if you want to. Right man. now. Feel free to do that. I know you've just, so many have just been at work for a little while, but... Don't work hard today <laughs> or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Yeah. You don't need to. Did you just make it a verb? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, no sad bro uh, all day long. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah, thank you. I think we've expanded what no sad bro means. It's a Would way of life. Would you say no sadding bro or no, no sad, sad bro No sad bro That's yeah. A, yeah, okay. Yeah. No You're, Kevin DeBro. From Quiet Riot? Yeah. Okay. That's the original. That's the Latin version. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I would like to thank uh, Mr. Bob Kelly from Fox 29. Yeah. Popping on this morning. Bob has a new feature called Kelly Drives. Tonight, tonight at 6.30 on Fox 29. He just He's bopping around and going to different spots and finding some fun things in the area. Drug and, raids. And uh, he, Bob's a fun guy, so that'll be cool. Talk about a great interview. Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. I, I'm going to put this out there now. 
nicest rock star we've ever talked to, I think. Way up there. He's just he was just such a friendly guy and was having fun during the interview. So really, really cool to have him on. Coheed and Cambria will be at the Leah Cora Center on July twenty seventh. Tickets are available now. LiveNation.com, and they got a brand new album out, so check it out. And also, thank you, Ben Berman, the pizza man. Hey! Uh, he was, uh, he came on earlier. Hang on, I need to have that ready. He's our pizza Hello, man. pizza man. Pizza man. <laughs> Guess who's here? It's the pizza man. Or there could be the pizza man uh, song so, yeah. that we came up with. Is it the first one? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Man, we're making we art fun. today. Uh, and he partnered up with uh, Phil Abundance. And uh, it's good pizza. Ben's uh, business is now joining with them to help uh, raise some uh, much-needed funds. And, Excellent. And, and train people as well and helping them uh, work on those kitchens, too, which is really cool. So, Pierre Robert is here. How you doing, man? Don't hurt the moose. <laughs> no. Don't hurt the moose? Or whatever Why don't you forget the moose? Forget the moose. <laughs> That's For right. a moment. Yes. But don't hurt the moose. We don't, don't hurt the moose hurt the either. Moose. We like them. Yeah. Don't hurt the moose for a moment. What did he ever do to you? Yeah. Never did anything for me. Not a goddamn to thing. To me. <laughs> um, goddamn moose never did a thing for me. <laughs> I was intoxicated one night, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we were up in Canada on that ski trip. Sure. You were with me. I remember. <laughs> yes. Um... Oh, it's easy to forget doing anything with me. We were in Banff. We were in Banff, exactly. Yeah. I don't Are you still there we now? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe I am, mother effer. <laughs> so you, Banff, all right. Say that with love. Did you see a moose? I saw a moose. Nice. And I talked to him uh, across the fence. Oh. You're here, aren't you? Uh, yes, yes. And he recognized me. He wanted a mug. And I said, I'll send it first thing upon my return to Philadelphia. Ah, okay. He has written me several times, wow. and we have a very friendly connection. His name is Manny. Manny, Manny the, the Moose. moose. Yes. Of course it is. Nice. So he said, please don't forget me. And okay. I said, I'll tell that to Preston and Steve, which, of course, inspired you to use that clip. Yep. Exactly. Did, obviously. Exactly. That was all true, wasn't it, what I just said? Every word of it. Uh-huh. Did you see the moose, Nick? Were you with him? I don't know what the hell he's talking okay. about. Okay. I remember the trip. Oh, sure. Deny, deny, deny. Deny the talking Manny Moose. Deny Manny the Moose. <laughs> sure. I'm a moose denier. You, you moose denier. So did you wake and bake, or did you uh, <laughs> eat edibles, or? No, no. What happened? This is the first time I've spoken all day. Uh, I mean, who do I have to talk to? You all live with people. This is the first time I've spoken of this moose incident. Well, I haven't No, the first words I say in the morning are hello to Preston. Yeah. Right. Unless I run into Brent on the way out. Yeah, it's usually uh, Ray Coob or Steve are the first words that I utter in the day. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Yep. Uh, and usually they're not this similar to your words that are happening right, right now. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Kakalola. My lovely bride of 72 years can finally back me up on something. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> listen, you, you ready for the letter today, Moose Man? Yo. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. <laughs> 
Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is in attitude. All righty. We got an A. We have one more letter to go, and we have a trip to give away. Uh, it's a trip or two to see the Batman in New York. It's the premiere on wow. the 1st, on March 1st, which is... Wow, it's just a few days away. Awesome. Uh, Alice, uh, it will be at Alice Tully Hall, the Lincoln Center, and it includes round-trip Amtrak tickets, dinner, and an overnight stay. You can click contest WMMR.com to see the extensive health and safety requirements to attend, and it's from Warner Brothers Pictures and Visionary, uh, Warner Brothers Pictures and Visionary Filmmaker Matt Reeves. It's the Batman, an all-new take on the iconic DC superhero that takes the world's greatest detective back to year two. And the film stars Robert Pattinson in the title role alongside Zoe Kravitz and enigmatic us uh, as enigmatic uh, Selena Kyle. And it's opening only in theaters on March 4th. I'm going to see it tonight. Ooh. And Dance. almost more importantly, I'm going to go to Wetzel's Pretzels first. That's really it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. He, he, you definitely do want to see the Batman. <laughs> Listen, I want to see the, the Batman as well. But it's it's uh, I'll see it when it normally runs because uh-huh. the three hours... On a Thursday, it's a late screening, and it's a three-hour movie. So yeah, it's, it's a in the city. Three-hour so. movie. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Did we ever have those pretzels? Yeah, they brought them in. They brought them in. Oh, they did. But yeah. like anything else, I think it's probably and they were great. But you got to get them right from the show. Yeah, I don't remember. Nice and piping hot and ready to go. Yeah, that's the way you do. David Fastino brought them in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was, I don't remember eating them. Did I have any? You, said you were you actually got you know so what? sick you threw up you ate something. Kath, you might have been on an elimination diet at the time. Oh, yep, very well may have. Mm. They should come back. back. Yeah, they should. Out. Not anymore. I think I was out that day too, so they should definitely come back. <laughs> Maybe well, while today. you're there, uh, it, it's not going to travel overnight. Well, right? here's yeah. what I'm going to do. Tell them to bring them by sometime. I'm going to eat a lot, and then I'll <laughs> let you guys smell my breath tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Don't you have one of those heated compartments on the side of your car for transporting pizza and pretzels? <laughs> I should. Uh, you know what? I'll steal one of those <laughs> Domino's vehicles. Yeah. Um, what's on your show today, man? <laughs> nice and piping hot. We will have uh, some nice Dave Matthews tickets to give away for the first of the two evenings over in Camden that he'll be doing, which go on sale on Friday. Also, workforce blocks of Zeppelin, and um, also <laughs> Zeppelin. Yep. <laughs> to do that. Just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> and uh, your hailstorms. And also uh, the bard of the bar room celebrating a birthday. Uh, uh, a man who has moved Steve to tears on oh more God. than one occasion. Amazing. Uh, with his lyrical content and his deep content and his um, his virtuoso violin playing. It is George Thurgood's birthday. Have you ever read it, the lyrics in the original Swahili, they're amazing. I have not, but I, I will do that. Yeah. Yeah. He only, uh, originally, all the songs were composed. My good buddy Weiser and his uncle Johnny B, <laughs> Jackie B, or whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, um, it's, who would write a song that says my good buddy Weiser? He would. Well, he would. You know, we saw him actually perform uh, acoustically at an event Preston and I were out at, in uh, some radio thing out in California. And we remember that person? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was actually pretty decent. Yeah. No, he's he's a lovely guy yeah. and, and a lot of fun. He's a and character. Quite a character. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we will do a block of Lonesome George. All right. Excellent. Uh, thank you, Pierre. And thank you to our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today uh, by Acme. And you can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. You can visit acmemarkets.com for details. Also, Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And Casey handed me a note. 
that says Jim Sutcliffe wants a thanks for the Claudio interview. He's kind of kidding. Yeah. Oh, so, no, we do love Jim Sutcliffe uh, to death. We love Jim Sutcliffe, and uh, we are thrilled. That uh, Live Nation uh, took my advice and hired him back. Yes, uh, he's he one of the was. Best you know, in the city. He's the the coolest of the cool. He's the nicest concert promoter, work person you will ever encounter. He's yep. a lovely human being. So thank you, Jim. We appreciate that, brother. Uh, tomorrow on the program, as we mentioned, no sad bro. Of course, it's Friday. Uh, we will have Mina. Starziak, who is from the show Good Bones on HGTV. Oh, excellent. Love her. Oof. And uh, comedian Moses Storm will be joining us as well. Barry, what a day, What a way to wrap up Friday that we're beginning right now. Yep, and, and we got stuff to give away, too. Today, oh, yeah. So we'll make sure yeah. that we do that. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two bat two bat 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 b